The following program is rated TV-MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. delayed reaction there oh no <laughs> hi everyone welcome to real bbc i'm your host as i'm here with us as always joined by uh six minutes early uh gary from neurotic who took he was six minutes early <laughs> there was legitimate shock i was like what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I, it. I'm, I was like i'm gonna fuck with these guys <laughs> you're gonna see it coming this is, this is how you fuck with us by coming on time well Oh, you know. oh my. That's what she said. That's what she said. Ah! I got a bag. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. Ooh. I'm ready to bag and board some comic books. I do some have some downstairs, books. but I haven't brought them up. Well, get, you know what? I can talk for a long time in Soak and Mahler. You have plenty of time to go and get Go down, them. get also some, have... get the bags from the cupboard downstairs. That's where they are now. The boards are in the cupboard downstairs. Get them. You know. There you go. I also, you know, I don't buy the little plastic action figures anymore. Stopped many, many years ago. Uh, but I did get some, and I will show them. Ooh. I got some. Had to get them secondhand because they're from Disney, the most evil grooming piece of shit company on the planet, making mm. entertainment. Uh, but, uh, and then, then I have to get a Sharpie, and because I'll do that. I'm that petty. I'm that fucking petty. I don't even want to look at it, but it, they're pretty cool. They're pretty fucking cool. I wouldn't have got them if they weren't pretty fucking cool. But I got them secondhand. Bought them from some nice lady on eBay. Is this the Little Mermaid new toy line? It, you got me. You got me. You know, I've never seen the animated Little Mermaid, but man, Grace Randolph's review just hooked me in. <laughs> I have turned a, another leaf. I have changed. I have changed because I can't hate this movie because if I did, I'd be a bigot. She, she put out another cringe review. <laughs> oh, it totally makes sense, you know, uh, because if it takes place in the Caribbean, it would have to have Caribbean people, even though none of them are indigenous to that area. If we're going to go to mythology, <laughs> yeah, well, we don't really want to get into how they got there, do we? <laughs> so I don't know. <clears throat> I do believe it's a, it's, isn't it Danish? Isn't the story, like, correct me if I'm wrong, chat. 
is it is it Danish? Is it Finnish? Are, are you, uh, is, it's are you, it's it's, a, it's around there. It's you European. Folk with the say to me, okay? <laughs> it's some European country. Wait, so what review is this from? Is it of the Little Mermaid? Yes, her. Oh, you haven't seen her Little Mermaid review, uh, dude. I can I can't handle Grace Randolph more than once per month. That is already like bro, once a month. Is, I, can't, I can't listen to that. Thank you, chat. No, the, Mahler. That means you're sane. That means you're a yeah. sane person <laughs> that we like because um she is functionally retarded. She's kind of amazing though. Like I would. Yeah. Is there any I fans do. of Grace Randolph out there? <laughs> I think there's there got are, to be. There's got to be. There's got to be someone. Well, um, okay. The audience of say Grace Randolph and John Campy are pretty much the same. They, they trend younger, a lot younger. We'll just say that. Young, dumb, and full of ideology. Yeah. Except for the kids who watch our stream, which shouldn't be under the age of uh, what is it? What is it? Thirteen, fourteen? Yeah, don't. We're gonna cuss. Well, my my audience uh under 18 is uh 0.4 percent. Yeah, mine's like 0. 0.3 or something like that. I have 99.6 percent over 18, with about 50 percent of it being over 40. Yeah. Yeah, it's not anything to worry about. Actually, my, my biggest demo isn't right in that 25-year-old bracket. Because I appeal to the you know, I appeal to that. Pulse of the next generation. There you no go. No flickering today, folks. So I won't have a, a stroke. I'm just trying to get the epileptics out of here. Trying to save them. That's all. That's all. It's not. It's not hard. Hi, Mahler. Hello. Gary, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we haven't talked about guardians. No, we haven't. I, I haven't. I haven't. I talked about it on Friday Night Tights. My review is coming out today, but we have not discussed Guardians. No. Oh, oh, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Well, we will today. Yeah, we will today. As well, eh? Yeah. It's been slightly adjusted now. Um, now that it's now all the figures have come in, because of course it is a it is a uh, an approximation. They Very shook, good approximation. They shook the couch and they found another $4 million. They, they did indeed. So it only came on, it came out, uh, well, 118 and 118. better than expected based on the slightly revised from a lower, worse than expected estimate. Did you, did you get that? Cause that's what it is. Cause it was, right. it was 120. Then it went to 110. Now it's at 118, which still makes it $28 million behind its previous film which came out six years ago, which also puts it behind, I'm ruining all my video here, $63 million behind Wakanda Forever. Uh, yes. $28 million behind Thor, Love and Thunder, and uh, like 63, 62, 63 million behind Doctor Strange Mom. So every post-COVID era full release film, uh, it fell way fucking behind. The only film it beat was Antifa Man, Commie Mania, and domestically. Yeah, he's he's doing better internationally because of China. Than, uh, so I don't think it's going to have the um, the same take as Ant Man, but I, no. I I I can't see it doing too much past uh, six six fifty. I think I mean it could reach Thor: Love and Thunder, 
That'd total. be seven fifty ish. Seven fifty, yeah. Because I mean, that was my like that it. was my initial. I like the movie, but if it fails, <laughs> I won't care. I don't think. I, I mean, I'm sure James Gunn cares, but um, yeah. I, I'd like to think there was a couple of messages, a little, couple little middle fingers to Disney. And oh in yeah, one I would like to believe very much, but the other one was like straight up on the nose. For the elevator scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. mm. I didn't mention that in my video. I mentioned Rocket. Rocket being the only creative thing that the high evolutionary uh, ever made and needing him back desperately to make his next back of shit. I'm like... <laughs> I'd like to think that's a message. I doubt it was, but I'd very much like to think that was a message. Uh, so... And then, uh, you know... Oh, well, everybody deserves second chances. I think that was definitely, I don't think it was a middle finger, but it was definitely. Yeah, and um, yeah. a lot of people have connected that look, was it, he sees himself as Rocket. He said this publicly. And so it's like Rocket loses his, uh, his current sort of group and then gains a whole new one that he's leading. Uh-huh. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. The reason, oh, well, we'll get into it. The reason the characters work mm -hmm. is uh, a lot of people, well, he takes full credit and he should, but um, <clears throat> he's he's taking from a story that's from the comics and he honored the source material pretty well other than Drax, right? But uh, Rocket's pretty much like Rocket from the comics. You know, from uh, you go back and read uh, Annihilation. I was talking about it last night. Read Annihilation and the Guardians that comes from that era, uh, or mid 2000s. It's really fucking good. It's really good. Good shit. I had, I had, uh, I had quite a few issues with the film. I know you did. And that's as did I. <laughs> uh, plot, plot wise, it's a, it's a mess. It's a, well, I mean, there is no plot and it's a mess. So it's just a MacGuffin chase. That's all it, like, uh, the Orgo Corp, Orgos Corp seen like cool cool cameos with nathan fillion you got to see that uh -huh. too and then james gunn's wife thank god uh that <laughs> oh, thank, you, thank god that she was in not need to be there they got a ball of information to tell them to go somewhere else that's the whole fucking scene did it's like 20 20 30 what? minutes of wasted it, fucking time yeah it was like and uh and i could argue that gamora didn't need to be in the movie at all no. I had pretty high expectations for character stuff, and man, I was uh, I was starving, I starving for character interaction. I think they did some good stuff, and then other stuff they just wrapped up way too quick. I could argue that uh, the Brack. sisters didn't need to be in the film because Nebula was criminally misunderused as well. Oh, I, I thought that Karen Gillan did great as Nebula. Mm. Yeah. She was great. Music. Just it kind was, of obnoxious. It wasn't consistent with era. They were like jumping all over. No, it's, it's not movies. the tune. The tunes I'm okay with. I like the music. Like, the, I like the, the music. That's a great. But it was every fucking scene. Every scene, another song would start fucking playing, and it's just like this is this is purely to cover up nothing which is going on. Yeah. Did you like the movie or dislike the movie? Oh golly, gee wow! <laughs> I uh, I probably kind of am close to hated it. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate I thought, it. I, I thought it was I so. We've it. got a hate, we've got a mid, and we've got a liked it. Yeah, I, I am close sick to hate. and tired <laughs> of this fucking echo chamber. Fucking echo chamber.
Uh, yeah, I'm a Karen Gillen simp. I'm a Karen Gillen simp in human form. Yep. Um, if anybody's like, wow, that's insane. It's like, don't worry. I know it sounds insane, but we did full EFAP on it. Broke down every single scene, every single bit of dialogue, if you want to know why. But the broad thing is, I just think the characters were absolutely mishandled. Basically all of them, except Rocket. But even then, mm. um, I think most of it was a waste of time. Uh, not a fan. I didn't think he balanced the tone very well this time around. I think Adam Warlock was embarrassing. Adam yeah. Warlock was terrible. Uh, I mean, that's what brought it way down for me. That's why I just say it's it's good. I like it. It's good. It's not great. It's not going to rock your world. It's not going to waste your time. You'll go it to the movie. just felt like he was there yeah. purely to introduce for another film down the line. Yeah. Well, for, I mean, who wants to see fucking dumb bimbo himbo Warlock? I don't. Uh, and it's <sighs> it's it's proof that Dis that's Disney's intersectional feminism. There it is, right there on display. So they give all this fucking time and energy to Miss fucking Marvel, like a character that's been canceled multiple times in the comics that nobody gives a shit about. America Chavez, same. Uh, Ironheart, Miss Marvel, same. same. Squirrel yeah, Girl, same. Echo, all this shit, and you don't take Kate, time. Take, same. Take your Space Jesus David Bowie Adam Warlock, which is an OG great character and put an entire trilogy around him like in normal times they would have done that they would have done that no but now he's just a throwaway character and a gag in an obligatory end of uh a trilogy uh and that's it it's just done for comic relief like what the fuck uh, is Will Poulter for I mean the guy can act the guy's he can act he actually. can act really well He's a good actor, and he got to play a retarded fucking idiot. Yep. Which should have been easy money for him. He's like, oh, really? I just play it like this? All right. Wait, so I just, I've just been working out for six months, getting buff as fuck to be a retard? I yeah. Know. Oh, okay. I was, uh, a few people I've talked to it about, about the film with, um, I said, like, if, if it had began with the mundane operations of the Guardians with... Uh, you know, Chris Pratt's character losing it slowly, getting drunk, coming into work late, not caring, and Rocket maybe feeling a little bit unfulfilled, mm. thinking about his past. And then Adam Warlock shows up, but not like a grand entrance where he smashes in. He just walks into the door and says, like, give me Rocket um, or in 24 hours or I'm going to kill all of you. Mm. That sort of thing. Very serious, very straightforward. And he can even be talked to, right? Like, reasoned with, but he's... He's not accepting anything other than giving him rocket instead of what they did. I don't know. Um, I, I, can't, I, I wouldn't want to say it couldn't have worked, but like, I don't know. It didn't fucking work for me. Yeah. They, but, should, uh, they played him the polar opposite. If they played him like he did was from the comics, you could have had a very logical conversation and he would have probably talked you out of like, you probably would have talked you into letting rocket go. Take, are, go we, are we going to, are we going to go into spoilers? Are we just going to say spoiler alert? Spoiler alert! It's been it's been some time now, you know. It's been a couple of days. Sometimes. <laughs> spoiler alert, folks! We're gonna have to we're gonna have to go into some spoilers here. Um, if he was sent there to capture Rocket and take him back to the uh, you know, the dude, why did he blast Rocket <laughs> in the chest him? with a gun? Yeah. Because the film him? doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, if he can, if he can smash through a spaceship, start smacking everyone up, literally break people's arms, crush Nebula into fucking bits, rip Groot into pieces, 
How did a fucking knife stop him? I'm not clear on that myself. Well, it, and it didn't stop him. He it's like had the power to fly all the way home and then oh, get a med kit. Right. Yeah, uh, he, he he's Adam Warlock is pretty fucking powerful, but it could take him out. You know, if you like gut him for a little while, but he he'll come back. He'll come back and fuck you up. George and Razor Fist will be here later, folks. Don't worry. Yeah. It's funny um, you're, you're shitting on uh, Warlock for making the mistake of killing his target that he's supposed to take in alive. But it could uh, have been an accident. High, evo high evolutionary uh, does the same <laughs> thing. Um, yeah. When he's like, you know, they got the war pig is like, oh, I'm on my way back with the, the target. He's like, okay, blow up the planet. It's like, <laughs> war pig's not back yet, you idiot. And uh, it's funny because war pig is then killed, and Adam Warlock is hit by one of the explosions on the planet and it knocks him out. I doubt war pig would have done much better. No, probably not. It knocked him out. They, they, um, but luckily for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, on a planet that it's exact duplicate pretty much of Earth in terms of size. Down to Earth from the comic books. That's yeah. where Adam Warlock was born. They managed to land 100 yards away from the, the enemy base. Well, you know. Uh, they, that was pretty they knew where it was. They tracked it down. But they literally didn't have the ball of information from. That's the thing. Be better if they had landed there for that reason. Um, uh, yeah, but they actually left the ship and asked where the base was. And they went, oh, it's like, literally oh, it's that, that thing right there. And they were like, okay, yeah, cool. They asked where the, the dude was. They were looking for the dude, not the base. Well, he's in the base. That's like Where aliens landing out on the White House lawn and saying, we demand to see the president of the United States. Which, where do we, which continent do we have to go on? I go, oh, no, he's in that building. Hey, look, IDW in that building right made something good. Um, 12 years ago? Yeah, it was a long time. Let's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> race first. How you doing? Hey. I'm doing great. Sorry, I'm late. Uh, after the influx of all the Californians in this state, the roadways look like one of Lizzo's arteries. So, oh my god, in the traffic. Yeah, I got to drive through some of your wonderful Phoenix traffic. It's great. It's fucking. Oh, amazing. it's a blast. Reminds me of uh, of home. Yeah, well done, <laughs> California. Well done, <laughs> indeed. Mm. Uh, did you have you seen Guardians, Razor? I have not uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, no, no. I uh, I I went ahead and and skipped that. Guardians of the Galaxy one and two didn't really appeal to me. It was so. Uh, Gary, you remember you worked in a comic store. You had a comic store, right? Yeah, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy always was fucking. It was it was like basically infinite what was it infinity war or whatever the fuck it was called it was annihilation war it was annihilation war Marvel annihilation. Annihilation War. yeah only it was with a bunch of lame joss whedon pop culture references like all these characters like were from that all their redesigns are from annihilation and annihilation ruled annihilation was like this awesome sci-fi space opera thing uh that wasn't irreverent at all keith giffen kind of engineered it marvel just left him alone to go fucking batshit crazy and all the comics were awesome they had like drax was in there and like all these characters rocket raccoon got rebooted he wouldn't be in this movie without that shit yep and um then they were like hey let's make a movie out of that and then have like a queen dance routine in it and, like it literally became all about the pop culture references it, it got marveled in short, that's marbled. basically what happened. <laughs> so I would have rather had an Annihilation movie. So yeah, I've never been a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, personally. It seems like a bastardization of a comic that I really fucking liked. That was such a good comic. 
and it was dude sold like pretty solid uh yeah. for, for and this is before and you know and they completely well they completely changed the team but mostly Right. And uh, they had a run in the 90s that people were familiar with. But, yeah, Annihilation was uh, – it was right around Civil War. So yeah. that's why he, that was left alone. They needed the cosmic characters to do something. So they just give them – and they made something better, like a thousand times better than Civil War. Thousand they did because basically just Keith Giffen, <laughs> who's a genius, was just fucking – they were like, let's give him his sandbox. He'll do whatever the fuck he wants. He's like, yeah. oh, I get to play with Silver Surfer? Yeah. Well, fuck Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. It was good. Silver Surfer, who, who's that? I mean, we've had 12, 13, 15 years of MCU, and wh well, wh who, 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 not where? as popular as America Chavez, uh, as or, or Echo. My bad, you know, just well, a Ironheart character, or Ironheart. right? Because <laughs> well, you guys, I still remember Fantastic Four film, so they, yeah, yeah. I still remember when they teased him in the first. You remember when, like, it was a big deal for the Apple trailers to come out for the movies because they would get them early. Yep. Oh, and uh, they teased that Silver Surfer was going to be in the new Fantastic Four film, and the graphics were early and not finalized. Oh. <laughs> so Silver Surfer had a dick. And you could clearly see Silver Surfer's dick in this trailer. His dick is flopping everywhere, and it's, it's so distracting because you're like, "Fucking, it's a fantastic song." Doug Jones is Silver Surfer dog. Well, that was always the theory was so, why Silver Surfer wanted to go home and was so miserable. Is his dick was encased in silver? Yeah, <laughs> it's like shit. I can't. And he's been dying for a piss for fucking years, man. Come on, I want to go home to piss. <laughs> I need to go back to Shalabar. Yeah, I'm sick of pissing myself. Come on. Oh, man. Uh, hey, there's some old guardians right there. Oh. oh yeah, man. look at that. Nice. Salo could have done with his helmet in this show, couldn't he? This last film. Mm. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Oh, dude, did you see the result? Oh, you, yeah, Mahler, you were like... I, I mean, saw that on your Twitter, he left people it. People got really mad before, but like James Gunn was the one that started, not me. Like, yeah. I'm totally look. If you don't want to talk about whether or not certain text shows up in certain places, that's totally fine. But when you actually have the director of the movie saying, "Well, he didn't because he forgot about it," oh, or, he, he didn't because the rocket boots this shit compared to the jetpack, the jetpack that he also doesn't Ooh. use. It's like why don't just don't talk about your movie. It's it's just no no need. Just don't. Yeah. No. And like you know, I don't think it's just me, but like I really miss the rocket boots, mask, trench coat combo for Star Lord. Uh, I like the like costume. They put him finally in the proper costumes at the end, but yeah, without the helmet. And the helmet's like a half ass of the helmet from Annihilation, which straight up looks like a like um, stormtrooper Nazi helmet. I mean, it does. It's it's a yeah. They kind of did. They turned him into a little bit of like a intergalactic shock trooper sort of a thingy. And I mean, Star Lord, everything that looks the way it looks in this in these movies is from Annihilation. One hundred percent. They rebooted yep. everybody. Yep. Um. So and there was some cool stuff. It was hilarious. I was seeing the other day somebody like well, they should do a Guardians of the Galaxy spinoff that's a space western. It's like they fucking did that. In Annihilation, they did Wraith, and he yeah. had the fucking the poncho and the little weird gun with the whip thing, and fucking they've that already done awesome. it. Yeah, yeah, it would be boss. On the uh, the theory that he kind of hates what happens to the Guardians between the movies, Gary. In one of his tweets, he they say like you know 
why didn't he have uh, the mask? And he said, well, the mask broke in Guardians 2, remember? And it's like, somehow it came back in Infinity War. Yeah, like he right. Said that. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, oof. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, I can see I can see why it's um, it's struggling. And not just, not necessarily because of the movie, but because of just everything surrounding Marvel now. It, it's so fucking done. There's yeah. no, there's no like, let's take a I mean, you could, this has got nothing to do with um, the metaverse or anything, anything like that. But, but in the same breath, it, it really feels self-indulgent by James Gunn. And people, yeah, it's his last it's movie. Not- that, that's, that's fine. It's his last movie. But never put yourself in front of your material. Never. And, and, it, and it really felt like James Gunn was just sort of like, this is, this is my show now. This is my goodbye. Here are all my favorite songs. This is me going through Rocket. And it just felt like, oh, come, you know, can we just get like a nice fucking Winter Soldier movie again or an Iron Man or something where I give a fuck about the characters, you know, and actually care about the fucking character for a change and, and they're actually tread seriously, regardless of whether or not they're a fucking fuck up or. Uh, a, a spy or a fucking soldier, whatever it is. Can you just give them some earnestness again? Because because every time we we go into these these guardians, we'd have a scene where you get fucking rocket and these horrible fucking mutated uh, animals that have been experimented on, and then we'll go to another scene and oh look, Mantis is being fucking retarded again. That's new, is it? Oh look, she's spinning around in a spacesuit because she's fucking stupid. There's an oopsie doopsie. Oh, here's Drax. He's going to stab somebody. No, instead of actually going speaking like meta without metaphor, now he's just dumb and yeah. stupid. And, and everything he says is dumb and stupid. It's not, you know, instead of just being literal uh, like, like he was before, it's just like tonally, he's like, so you're just like, oh, well, that wasn't funny. Oh, now we're going to look at some more fucking decrepit animals. Great. Oh, now we're back to Mantis shouting at people, calling them. St- I was like, I just, I didn't know what to to feel about the film because I was so jarring. Every scene was jarring. Whereas you, you go to an Iron Man, Tony's very consistent. Starts off as an arsehole, gets put into the cave, starts to learn that his own fucking weapons are causing all this shit. Has a revelation about character, goes back, changes his ways. There's a very steady. There's very. Uh, uh, you know, there's a very logical progression that goes through that. Steve Rogers is a very matter-of-fact guy. He's a soldier, so he doesn't do stupid, silly, billy shit. He thinks like a soldier. He thinks analytical. He thinks in, in terms of that. And it goes very consistently throughout his films. Now we've got Star-Lord in the third movie who spends 90% of the time angry and mad. And sort, and then in a, then a, a second later, he's playing silly Billy in the it, with with Gamora, and he just like who are these characters now? It it, it doesn't feel like these characters anymore. Uh, it, 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 Nebula was was just there. Gamora was sidelined. Uh, Mantis had way too much fucking time. Drax is stupid. Uh, Rocket's pissed off, and 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 uh, Star Lord has not got any of his shit anymore, and he's an asshole for most of it. It's just like, what is what is going on? Just 
I liked it. I just it. want a fun fucking <laughs> film. Or great. I had a good time in it. I was like, fine. We got a fucking villain who's not like being a little bitch uh, and destroying shit. And like they they fucked that up though. They did fuck up. He drew. He destroyed an entire planet, and they just kind of beep. Like that. Okay, Harry, didn't happen. He destroyed his own ship. Yeah. Do you remember the part where he drops him into the pit, and then the three monsters shoot lasers, and the person's like, "Oh no, it's destroying our ship." How can you be so stupid to have your own prisoners destroy your own it. ship? He used his high evolutionary fixed it. That that's the only it's way so it can happen. Otherwise, that thing should have just blown the fuck up. <laughs> so hard to take high evolutionary seriously because I love the motive, love the actor, love the design, but everything he's in the better, execution. He's is a thousand stupid. times better than Kang, dude. They should yeah. like be switching that guy out right fucking now. Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, I, I, I heard somebody zero. say uh, Marvel are drastically thinking how to make this high evolutionary suddenly a version of Kang. Kang, <laughs> Kang is not a good character from the comic books. Okay. Yeah, he's terrible. He's fucking awful. That's why they have. That's why he's Rama Tut. They, they've changed his name so much, so many times because he's never fucking worked. It's not part of the plan. It's no. It's he's always been a shit villain that's never worked. At least a high evolutionary. Like they made him like he's basically Mengala. He's space Mengala. That's what he does. And he, he does horrible experiments on cute little fake CG furry animals. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, do something evil and bad. I'm fine with that. Blow up an entire planet. Cool. With your beings and just wipe them out because they turned into animal crackheads, which was kind of funny. I think that was, uh, uh, I think it worked, you know, especially <laughs> considering all the lame fucking villains they have. But then like, again, you know, uh, in the first Guardians, when you see the Infinity Stone and, and the power it has at the collector's place, mm -hmm. at least they give you an emotional beat. They stop for a minute and go, oh, fuck, this thing's horrible. We need to stop it. Fuck our money. Fuck everything. We need to stop it. In this one, they, he does something as horrible. We see it and they're like, okay, on the next thing. That was it. And I was like, oh, yeah, because nothing is allowed to sit anymore. You're not allowed to have an emotion. You're not allowed to have an, a feeling because we've got to do the next shit now. Yeah. Uh, you, you're muted, Razor. You're which muted. Is weird, which oh. is weird because the, uh, the the movies are getting longer and longer. Too. Right? Yes. Yeah. No, this is too long. It's too fucking long. And uh, yeah, there's a couple of scenes they could have completely left out. Like, it's like a 7 out of 10. That's it. And uh, it's the best you'll ever get from Disney Marvel ever oh, yeah. again. It is back to the shit. Uh, it is the Marvels is coming up. Uh, I can't wait. And you well, know what? I am I am surprised. That it didn't, I, I thought it would do 140 million over the weekend. I thought it yeah. would. It, it didn't. It. I it, suspected. It, you know, we all kind of were wondering because it's like it's clear superhero movies as i've said before have kind of entered fat elvis phase so it's like mm. what are we what are what is going to happen here is the market going to kind of prevail against the movie and kind of push it down or turns out the movie's just kind of mid anyway it sounds like and sort of it it's going <laughs> to hurt itself all by it all by its lonesome frankly well, not about fat elvis because he was still talented i think we're definitely in the lizzo phase and he can still the pack a theater yeah. yes, good <laughs> yeah good I mean, it was barely alive and being like, you know, held up on every amount of speed you can think of. Poor Elvis. Yeah. Poor Elvis. If I um, die, I want to die eating a hamburger on the fucking toilet as well. So, yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Living the dream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, we, we are so far removed. Look, <clears throat> I know, I know it's a business. I know they want to make money. 
but uh, Endgame was just such a endpoint. Well, it was uh, all no no pun intended. That, that it's this is right. It's like it's like sex. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Endgame uh -oh. was you shooting your wad, but if uh -oh. you carry on going, it, the the pleasure goes and it just becomes painful. You know, you just like, <laughs> gotta, gotta stop. It's just hurting now. It's just hurting. I want to follow along from that. You just need to take some time off, recharge, and then come back. You know, uh, people were saying, like, take a break for uh, maybe five years, yeah. maybe longer. They, um, they've lost the ability to do that. You remember yeah. when, like, it was a long time between Spider-Man movies back in the day, and, mm -hmm. you know, they would take a beat. Dude, no sooner had Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man ended than, boom, here's the new one. Like, yes. it was, they don't take a beat anymore oh. and let people miss these characters any longer well look you at know? the oh, sorry with the with the prequels even with george i was like looking back at the star wars prequels and they're and, and they took three years between each yep. star wars movie oh. you know yeah. and there's a yeah. reason for that the movies were fucking done he wanted them to to breathe for three years there's there's a good logic behind that and yeah they've completely stopped that like hey it, you mentioned it razor when they would do a big back back this is before in the before times when when we like comics, they they do events and then they'd stop and then they ground everything for a little while. They'd straight up go let's go to the streets. Let's have a streets thing. Let's have a gang war or you know kingpin or something like that. No, that and that's how they'd bring it down. You know that uh, yeah. then it got ridiculous, but that's what they used to do and it worked. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Like Dare, that's why Daredevil is such a great series. It deals oh, with yeah. the aftermath of Avengers, and it's a bunch of crime lords taking advantage of a fucked mm -hmm. up old kitchen in New York. I'm like, that's brilliant. That's really yep. good. Yeah. Got it. Well, hold that thought because the new Daredevil series, like, oh. Daredevil Afterbirth, is coming. So you want good, good news? Time. What's it up? Shut down production it yesterday. It shut it down. Production yesterday. What in the world? I did not hear this. What happened? What? The strike. It shut Drax down. Production. Oh, oh, drat drat concerned even yeah and i got i got some even worse news now that the writer's strike has hit george rr R. martin can no longer uh finish his book wins of winter <laughs> he can no longer be distracted <laughs> yeah i was wondering you seem 11 like years in the making that that strike for him there <laughs> right He's like, don't strike, please. Now I'm, they're going to make me write my book again. <laughs> I would have finished it if it wasn't for the writer's strike. Oh, fuck off, George. Fuck off, mate. Jesus Christ. Uh, but I, even Jessica Jones, first season of Jessica Jones was great. First half of Luke Cage was great. Uh, <laughs> Daredevil season one, two. I even liked season three a lot. Uh, was great. Iron and of course, Fist. the masterpiece that is Iron Fist. I oh. mean, the and Defenders. I hear great things about that. <laughs> I like how with Iron Fist it was all downhill after the intro. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, having watched Daredevil, then going to Iron Fist, you're just like, ooh, ugh. ooh, it's rough. Yeah, ooh. They didn't da David Wenham does what he can. God bless him. He does what he can as the villain in that. But um, one man cannot carry a show. Good old fan, uh, Peter Capaldi, Doctor Who, <laughs> right? Well, no, it, it's it, it, that it was, was and Defenders was horrendous. Oh, Sigourney Weaver, uh, 75 year olds or 65 year old Sigourney Weaver taking on Electra. Yeah, that was really riveting. Well, and 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 Defenders is you can clearly see it was intended, so I think it was the same showrunners on that as Daredevil season two. 
And it clearly is the second half of season two that we would have gotten if Punisher hadn't been distracting us at the beginning of the season. Right. Mm. So if you cut out all the Daredevil and Electra stuff, it's a pretty good show, but it's a pretty good show that should have been on Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Everything else is completely ancillary and utterly irrelevant. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my issue with it. Like, mm. I love Adam. Yeah, Madam Gal was cool. She was cool. Madam Gal was supposed to be the main villain in Defenders, yeah. but they were like, fucking, we got to get that Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> that worked out great, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it all fell apart after. Well, it's, it's, it fucking I, I couldn't even. I didn't. I couldn't. I could barely finish Luke, the end of the first, second, the first season. Of Luke Cage because the first half was so good, and the second half. Oh, what the fuck? They almost and then a, uh, the Shield. Jessica Jones fell off a cliff as well. Agents of Shield. I predicted, dude. I reviewed season one of Jessica Jones, and I was like, if you guys haven't read the Alias comics. They used everything. They used everything they have in season one. Yeah, there yeah. is nowhere left to go. No to this go. show is going to fall off the cliff like Owen fucking Hart. And I oh. predicted it. I called it. Oh. And it did. Oh. Too soon. No, it's not. Too soon. No, it's not. <laughs> Chris Jericho's on drinker in a minute, you fuck. I apologize. I apologize. No, he doesn't. I don't. <laughs> I kicked your leg out of your leg. He's dead. He doesn't care. He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. Wow! You give me shit. I'll be dead. I don't care. I'll He's got dark. Sorry. I like them. No, I'm sorry. He's gone. Yeah. IP uh, I was. I love Bret Hart. Bret Hitman Hart was. Yeah, and up. ironically, the best thing about Jessica Jones season two is when you got David Tennant for an episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> when he right. came back for an episode, he's just like ah. It's they uh, had Jessica Jones the comic only worked in that Purple Man arc and everything else they tried to do didn't really work and I knew they had nowhere to go so they get into some funky conspiracy fucking horse and you just knew it was not going to work it was like Punisher season two kind of in a way yeah like they kind of oh. didn't have anywhere to go speaking of nowhere to go with pun is George hey hey man. They had places to go. They just refused to go. And if I'm, I know Lauren His Hisrich worked on Daredevil season three. I wonder, does she work on Jessica Jones too? You know, uh, a Witcher showrunner, by the way. I don't know. I'm just wondering what uh, nine two thousand sci-fi movie George is appearing in right now. Two thousand. <laughs> That's two thousand. I give you up to two thousand fourteen. Yeah. He's got like a THX 1138 thing going yeah. on there. Yeah, we don't have a budget like here. Gassiga, you know, a bit of a Gassiga thing maybe going oh, on. Logan's well. run. Logan, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, oh, what was the Michael Bay Logan's run again? The uh, Island. The Island. The Island. Oh, the my island. God. <laughs> With fucking Neelix. Oh, I've got Oof. that. That's the glow in the dark. That's the glow in the dark mm. cover right there. Ooh, I've got that. Who puts Neelix in a fucking movie? Christ, uh, right? Michael fucking Bay, dude. Michael Bay, and he nicked a scene for the Transformers. He nicked a scene for. He nicked a movie from Logan <laughs> Run. <laughs> he took. He took that. He took that. I think he took that scene. One of the scenes from the island on the freeway, hey. and he put it into. He literally he was put into Transformers. In and Michael then he just, he just 
mm. it's always the magic hour and everybody's always sweating a little bit okay oh and yeah oh, oh yeah everybody and there's always sweat. a hot girl looking up with with cleavage going ah! yep. are these complaints some... or compliments i can't tell well that, well, right? that was a compliment. Compliment. that sounds kind of cool yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a compliment <laughs> Uh, I made fun of him a lot uh, back then, and now I'm like, no, I miss him. I liked him. He was fine. Uh, everything now is shit, and uh, Michael Bay was cool. Really? Because I've met him, and the dude could use his personality for birth control. You went to USC film school. Yeah. I'm sorry you um, met him. He's savaged, mate. You're Andy, you're Andy Savage today. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the yeah. wrestling references here today. Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see the Ultimate Warrior Slim Jim commercials after they got rid of Randy Savage or after he moved on? Was he Fucking... massively high on coke at the time? Yes, he couldn't even <laughs> say the line. He, can't, he couldn't even say snap into it. He'd go, dap it done! watch these fucking commercials. <laughs> Tap into it, Jim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dude, Randy is still on the prom I was in a you know truck stop on my way back from Vegas and there was Randy Savage on the Slim Jim thing. They're still using his uh imagery. Why not? You know? Yeah. yeah. Dude, Dude, still using Stanley's accounts. Dude, people now still think about those commercials. The man's yep. been dead yeah. since 2010. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Rest Christ. Rest in peace. Had a heart attack driving his fucking car, didn't he? Fuck. Yeah, he oh, did. Well, well, truck. Well, no, I think he's a truck, wasn't it? Steroids and cocaine turnout are, are not good for you over long. Yeah, say, who knows? The roids. I'm pretty sure he was on the roids at some point. He was not a Coke guy, though, actually. Oh, he good. was a coffee guy. Oh, like well, a hardcore yeah. coffee guy. That's me. He, he was a hardcore slap Elizabeth around the face guy. <laughs> Is that a drug? Well, no. did, did no, she? It was a woman. Coffee? Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, did she come in with a shitty cup of coffee? Like, uh oh. <laughs> did she say something twice? Oh, yeah. oh no. Did she say, can you just repeat that, please? Hi, George. Glad you came in. At this yeah. Point. yeah. I'm just trying to osmose what the conversation's about. We're making so domestic abuse jokes. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> Everyone knows I love grabbing titties. Yeah. <laughs> grabbing them by the pussy. Yeah. Classic. I did a strip once where I was at a cafe. Well, when you uh, say strip, are we a talking comic artistic? Strip. Okay. <laughs> okay. Comic strip. And uh, I couldn't tell if the uh, barista was trans or what, you know, male or female, whatever. And I'm an equal opportunity customer. So I said, you know, I'm going to just grab their tits anyway and say, can I get a cappuccino? <laughs> and that's what I would do. Yeah. And so uh, Reddit for the next week and a half decided that I'm an actual like molester or something. Yep. It was, that was Did it go like this? Fun. Did it go like, I'll, uh, I'll, have a cup of I'll have a cappuccino? Yeah. Dude. Sugar tits is the line that I said, yep. decided on. Ah, oh, you big oh. Mel Gibson fan. And it could be a Bill has sugar tits. So there you go. You know, he's yep. like sandbags. Bags. Oh, dude, no, I'm trying to think of that Venture Brothers clips where they're talking about like an old stripper's tits for like five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> roasting an old, like her sag. Like her tits look like two corpses in coffins. You know, it's it was it's it's fucking great. Clip. I've always liked the golf ball at a sock. Thing. Yeah. Oh. 
Uh, adult swim. I miss them. Uh, bad, bad tits. Enough talk about <laughs> Nancy. Enough Nancy Pelosi talk. We don't. We don't need none of that. So, George Racer, since you're both in here now, yeah, and since uh, since if I talk any more about Iron Fist, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> Uh, you guys, you guys got a comic on the go right now. Indiegogo, yeah, that is nothing like Iron Fist. No, <laughs> but this is the comic Iron Fist, like, this is what, like, what he looked like. So, and that yes. doesn't look anything like the comic. So, yeah, we can talk about the good one now. Indeed. Are you glad that he gave up being white in the comics? Uh, yeah, like, he's like, uh, I, well, at the end of the series. He literally gives his power to Colleen Wing. He like hands his fucking power over to her at the end, going, I don't deserve this. And then he has some other different one at the end. It's fucking retarded. <clears throat> that's unbelievable. Retarded. But we've got wow. a comic that isn't retarded. That's called yes. Ghost of the we got a we got a fucking western. Um, we we've been like so excited about this. We were working on it. Actually, it came together pretty fast, but it is the ghost of the do. Badlands, and uh, still blown away how successful it's been. That is absolutely nuts. Oh wow, that's that's translated into into. That is, this it's is this is pound sterling, right? So I if have you, no idea. If what you that want, is. I can I can do the. <laughs> I know it's up over two hundo. I don't is know it, what the is hell it is. pounds Jim Sterling. Uh, <laughs> well, no, because then you don't know quite what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought we were going to stop talking about tits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is the US dollar down there? Come on, man. Two, two, two. Ah, uh, yeah. Four times. Four times. <laughs> four times what we asked for. Uh and, and heading toward five. So uh yeah, pretty pretty amazing. And we've hit the we've hit the second stretch goal, the one that didn't ex even exist when we oh, put wow. our Indiegogo up because we had no idea we were gonna hit a hundred. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's basically a kind of elemental pale rider ish sort of Western set in uh, my neck of the woods in Arizona. Uh, it's a real town that did exist at one time. Fucking batshit location. Uh, crazy, crazy stories about Canyon Diablo. I've posted a couple of Indiegogo updates and stuff talking about like the real history, but we kind of take that and then turn it into sort of a dark Avenger story a little bit with that historical backdrop, sort of a shadow or Solomon Kane in the old West kind of an idea. Mm. And um, as you can see, the, the artwork is, is pretty cool. Uh, mm. George here has loving, uh, loving done himself. It, well, uh, you know. it looks mighty fine. Uh, we're trying to please a lot of different uh, genres and, we're getting a little Japanese, a little French, a little American in there. We're trying to see if we can find a nice hybrid style. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got kind of the crosshatchy thing that I like. It, it, you kind of brought that over from Death Mask. So he illustrated my second book, Death Mask, and um, kind of was doing that style, a little bit more crosshatchy, whatever, a little bit out of his normal style or the style that he's known for anyway. And uh, and that's a style that I like to work in. That's uh, my first book was in that style. I did some interior art on that. I actually did some interior art on Death Mask too. But it's that's kind of the, the style I like. Sort of a Bernie Wrightson, um, yep. Mike right. Mike Kaluda, uh, that that kind of a vibe. Uh, Barry Windsor Smith, good style. And um, you know, sort of American Art Nouveau, uh, American pre Raphaelite. 
and then kind of combine that with sort of a Mobius, uh, Yves Smoltz, you know, a lot of French artists work in that style. And, uh, Hmm. And we were also kind of inspired by some like samurai manga. He was talking about Vagabond. That was something he was already inspired by before I even told him that it was one of the visual reference points. But we both dig Vagabond and the style of that. It's very kind of reminiscent uh, to me anyways of Bernie Wrightson, Kaluta kind of stuff. So very, very Western for an Eastern comic. And, uh, we're kind of kind of mixing those things. Uh, together and mixing it into this cool kind of spooky-ish western. Is this uh, is this still fifty six minutes long, or is this being cut down? Oh no no, no. that's <laughs> this. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's it's actually the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Four. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, dude. For one, I watched your western video. That was great. That was great. Thank you. Uh, no, this is the trailer actually. So this is only uh, a few seconds long. Okay, should we have a look at the trailer then? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty boss. Copyright strike me for this, okay? I hope you get copyright. <laughs> <laughs> Hellfire and Brimstone. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ah, a great title. Mm. Yeah, I fucking love it. Yeah, we're, pr- we're pretty excited about it. We, we actually deliberated a little bit on the title briefly, but hmm. there's something cool and kind of elemental. It sounds like, like I wanted the name of the comic to sound like something people would be like rumors about this character out that like something they would actually call him. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think it really fits. I never understood that about superhero comics. Sometimes it's like people just suddenly start calling them that, even though you think there would be some kind of iterative title. Like the daredevil series does this. Well, they call them the devils of, of hell's kitchen a lot and blah, blah, blah. But like in the comics, it's like, Oh, look, it's dark guy. You know what I mean? That, like they just come up with black man exact name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! It, this this looks awesome though, man. I can't wait for it to come. Out. Yes. I was going through some manga here. I want to show off, like as an example of. Yeah, like man, there's this guy named Sutomu Nihei here, who's just so badass. Oh shit! That looks like, great. Oh, they wow. just they make love to ink, man. They're so good at it and kind of Geiger-esque that. Geiger, yeah, he's a huge influence. This guy does a ton of um architecture and his explosions and I mean you just feel the motion. Like I highly recommend this guy. He did a great series called Blom. It's spelled B-L-A-M-E. Yes. Yes. But it's so damn good. I and saw the Netflix. 
I heard that was actually not as good as the manga, but if you liked the Netflix, no, you'll I'm definitely... being very sarcastic here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> same with Death Note, right? Like they yeah. completely botched it. But the manga, if you just like ink porn, like it's so you can feel every stroke, and it's not even disciplined. He's just so passionate. It's very much like uh, Katsuhiro Otomo, who did uh, Akira as well. And uh, I even like Blade of the Immortal, if you guys have heard of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking about like what kind of like really kinetic styles can we, if there's a lot of motion in the action scenes, like we saw some uh, pages earlier of like a, um, some guys are trying to rob a horse carriage and then it, yeah. I don't want to say too much spoilers, but like there's more action that happens in the horse carriage scene. So like mm-hmm. we, there's a lot of rain and directions and speed lines and there's a lot of opportunities to use a lot of these techniques that i've seen mostly in japanese comics not so much american but i don't i confess i don't read a ton of american stuff um but here's a great opportunity to use like that's why i didn't mind uh having a higher page count in this case because you can really milk action using Mm -hmm. the manga uh, manga page compositions whereas american comics are always because they have to keep the budget down, I feel like they limit their page counts and they don't have to. Um, but in our case, because we have great funding, uh, we can afford to do an extra page count. We can even double the page count if we want to. Oh, um, no. No? <laughs> the page count. That's okay. $100,000. That's $120,000 on, on craft services. All right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that one's lost on me. I forgive me. <laughs> Craft services. You're never going to make it in the entertainment industry, Ken. No. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna... Like sushi you know, workers and stuff. Be looking forward to Taiki Waititi's Akira. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Um, this was another big one for us was blueberry. blueberry. Uh, I got to find the, a place that sells those. I have, They're tough. They they um they released them in the 80s and 90s. Marvel did actually uh, translated them in the 80s and 90s. And it's unbelievable because Mobius, one of the craziest things about Mobius, Mobius. actually, this is a really good example. He can do like any style. He can do wow. sort of the interiors have that sparse, detailed kind of Mobius look to them. But then he'll do these like oil paintings that look like fucking Michelangelo out of nowhere that are completely photorealistic. If you put like all the different styles of Mobius side by side and just said, this is one artist, most people would call bullshit because mm. he could just do anything. Um, but yeah, the, Mobius, huge influence. Um, this guy kind of kicked off a whole Western trend in France that still goes to this day. Western cell gangbusters in France still. Um, it's <laughs> blueberry time. It <laughs> a little bit, and oh, hey, I've got that one too. That's a good one. Well, it's because like I had a couple of these like left over, but it was fucking hard to find these, dude. They are. I ended up getting two, so I'll give one away. But oh, um, nice. I see. I don't have that one. Fuck. Okay, well, I'll send it to you. Um, oh, nice. And then, and then, uh, you know, I got this. Oh, yes. see, that's the issue mm. with the long tomorrow, right there. The long tomorrow. Kind of the first cyberpunk comic. Yep. Uh, pretty amazing stuff. Oh yeah, right there. Yep. Oh. There you go. I'm before I fuck it up even more. But yeah, like these oh. these I had to go on eBay and just like pay ooh a lot. Uh, and <laughs> that was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's worth it because that shit blueberries fucking awesome. So 
yeah for sure it, it's they're tough to find you get do you get charged through the nose on them someone really needs to have kept those in print the fact that it hasn't been in print in like almost 30 years is fucking clown shoes it's like criminal. this is a this is an incredibly popular series um i i still remember uh stan lee talking about blue reading blueberry for the first time and this is such a fucking stan lee moment where he's literally like i read this thing and it was called blueberry and it was and then i found out the guy's french and then i said how could this be drawn by someone who's french (laughs) 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 and then he ends up doing a silver surfer which i think he did the marvel method thing to it where he's just like hey mobius draw whatever you want and then i'll put i'll slap words on it yeah (laughs) And it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. It's like a weird combination. Was, Stanley and Mobius. Yeah, that's awesome. That was where I got when I where I read that graphic novel. That's where Mobius mentioned his style. He take, um, and I'm kind of the same way. Where he, instead of doing a page a day or whatever, a page every two days, whatever. Every artist has their rate of how many pages they can do. Instead of doing a page a day, he takes an entire day on a panel. So it's like every single one becomes its own work of art. Wow. In a way, like framed. And uh, which is crazy to me. Although he did say like sometimes it's not like that. Like he doesn't just pow- like pour detail into every panel because not every single one needs it. Sometimes with more action, the detail would take away from it. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, fucking I-, I could read his interviews all day because the guy was a genius. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have a book with some of his interviews, too. Where is it? It might be uh, if you just press the keypad to your right, you'll need to put your whole hand on it, though, and then you'll realize <laughs> that the screen in front of you is actually a hologram all along. <laughs> I do have to optimize my little collection. Like, I, It'd be cool to show it off in the background, but this room is not clean at all. You don't right. want to do that. You, you don't want to do that. I mean, Nobody wants to see this. The background's pretty fucking. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we know you're an artist, dude. Like, seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the room is optimized for production. Like I've got, uh, you know how musicians have those like standing uh, things for their musical notes. I have about right. five of them in a circle around me. It's like, okay, I have reference for guns, reference for horses, oh, reference nice. for old West. It's, yeah. It works plectrums or some the plectrums are they called? And a background that looks like a futuristic Japanese interrogation room. So yes, well, <laughs> I think that was the room. The... I think that was the room at the beginning of "You Only Live Twice," where he pops out of the side <laughs> of the massage parlor wall <laughs> after he gets the weeaboo surgery. <laughs> oh brother! But yeah, it's cool with um, learning about I like how how the James Bond version of turning into a Japanese guy is you turn into Mr. Spock. (laughs) Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Great breaking news for those of you who were upset yesterday that the YouTube extension dislike button stopped working. It's working again. Working again. Back to the ratio. Quick, you know, this the, stream will get ratioed. Mermaid, you know. The little mermaid. Quick, let's go. <laughs> oh, I can't start looking at this heavy metal. I, you know, I, I was a young lad, and I discovered heavy metal very early because it had boobs. So that's yes. the main reason I went True. boobs. And I started reading. Actually. It's only it's only at one point nine million. Oh, it's oh, not at two million. It's not at two million. Under the sea. Just give it another hundred thousand. This movie will be 
I don't know why people are mad. This this Snyder cut of the Little Mermaid looks great. <laughs> exactly. I know. Little Mermaid. The Snyder cut. I'm here to swim. Hey, now uh, did they did they ever release that movie in the IMAX format, or is that just how the actress sees? Is that... That's just how. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Tell me, do you see? You will. <laughs> in IMAX. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. oh, we're just getting warmed up, folks. It's all right. We've already had the domestic abuse jokes. We probably have some other kinds of abuse jokes coming up later. Stay tuned. Sure. Yeah. We're an equal opportune assholes. Made fun, <laughs> made fun of a dead guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Really good at that, right? Am I right? Oi, you leave my mate Paul Walker, Walker out of this. <laughs> oh, no. I've never, I have never seen Gary uncomfortable until that day. <laughs> and then I couldn't help, I couldn't help myself. I know. He, gave, he showed me the weakness and I had to explain. And it ended up with like Paul Walker driving school or something like that. I don't know where the fuck it went, but it just went to a dark, dark uh -oh. place. Okay. Uh, rest in peace, Paul Walker. Uh, hey, remember when comics were fun and they did shit like this, like the Ghost Rider? I got my, my Midnight Suns poly bag, but like, check this shit out. Like, you know, did, did that. Oh, pop up. Oh, yeah. Pop -up. Oh, oh, shit. This fucking yeah. nice. Oh, that's awesome. Oh god, I miss the it. 90s. They the they 90s. really thought it was never gonna end. They really know, thought really it was like, yeah. gonna go forever. Do you know the only thing that pops up now, Gary? Uh, uh -oh. the price. The price? <laughs> I was gonna say nothing pops up because it gets cut off by the artists and the it's writers. Five pounds for a five fucking pounds for a fucking book now ivita ayala about two non-binary <laughs> yeah. things sitting around and eating and but, talking about nothing but the quality is all on the page i mean can't you oh, yeah. clearly you know vita we want you to write superman what's your pitch well there's a black lesbian okay right okay you're hired yeah <laughs> You know, speaking of heavy metal, I've, I had the honor of visiting the Frank Frazetta Museum not long ago. Ooh, oh, where where okay. is that? Where that is, is oh. uh, at the Delaware Water Gap in between the top left of New Jersey and the top right of Pennsylvania. So I, I went to their museum and I grabbed like some books of his, like, this is the hottest stuff. Like you can buy prints. And I was rereading like some Conan stuff as I was driving around death dealer, you know, oh, that yeah. this, this guy, I, he cannot have enough respect. Like, I don't want to show some of this just in case you guys, one of the chocolate. greatest of all time. It's all right. Show the tits. We don't care. You're sure. <laughs> Why not? He was Let's just showing heavy show metal show there. The, earlier. Show the muff. Art. Show yeah. it all. <laughs> it's art. It's art. It's art. <laughs> it's art. Yeah. Yeah, this book is not complete. I bought like four of them. And then there's also, you know, like reproductions, really high quality reproductions that you could buy. Um, if I, I think it's worth everybody who's a fan of heavy metal or that sort of genre, it's worth the pilgrimage. It's actually the museum is where he lived. It, it's his house, his old house. where so he It's used like to the live. Robert E. Howard Museum. They did that. They have that here in Texas, too, which is awesome. I got to go there for sure, too. Yeah. 
but it's really cool. Like you can walk around and see, like he actually would try to paint over his old paintings. So they had to forbid him from going back and fixing his old art. Oh, and, um, and you could like walk the grounds and yeah. you know, feel the power. You That's could even awesome. see his, his uh, easel and his brushes, the way he would set it up to paint and stuff. It was pretty legendary. I think it was Stanley. It was one documentary where they're talking about Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko yeah. didn't give a fuck about his fucking art. And he was like doing some home improvement project. And he laid down his fucking art to like use an exacto knife over and just cut his own art to pieces. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Those guys are very eccentric. Very eccentric. Yes. He was probably one of the most eccentric, but like really cool. Now they're just dog shit. Now they just suck. I wish they were eccentric and would go away and not talk and do interviews. Oh God, who's fucking Wally Wood? Wally yeah, Wood was right. the most because he was he was fucking batshit. And there's a guy, genius, probably my favorite Daredevil artist. Yep he he had all kinds of fucking problems like depression, lost his money, fucking. What did he do? Like, like he he wound up having a bunch of fucking medical problems and shit. Got yep. screwed out of money by Marvel. Years later, he's quoted as saying, "If if I had it all to do over again, I'd cut off my hands." Uh huh. <laughs> fucking oh. <laughs> like, okay. And then he blows his own brains out. Fucking yeah. genius. Jeez. Genius. <laughs> oh. Well, man. that was how uh, Image got made, or part of the reason they were worrying about artists not getting their dues after the books came out and stuff so part of their pitch was we want artists to get more respect and artist writers and um yeah when they broke off the the whole thing with mcfarland was we want uh kirby and ditko and those types of guys to be considered the kings the creators yeah kirby is king yeah so they i remember there was a whole thing i mean I remember McFarlane always was talking about like unionizing and stuff, but image, the whole image pitch early on was we want creator owned to be the standard so that a Kirby kind of thing could never happen again. Yeah. Well, I mean, make it a gig economy. I mean, that's kind of what the image thing did. It still majorly favors image. And that was uh, that was held up by Diamond being a fucking monopoly, uh, an accidental monopoly that nobody ever wanted to compete with for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, nothing stopped them for what you guys are doing now. But like, that is the new way. Make your own shit. Don't worry about anybody else. Fuck Diamond. Fuck, fuck it all. And like, if you want to work yeah. with stores later, that's fine. But like, there's a direct market to you guys now. You're interacting with your uh, with the audience. It's fucking. It's great. And if it fell below three hundred thousand a month, it was canceled. And it's. <laughs> And that's another thing is the monthly model in, in America has been dead for a while and no yeah. one wants to admit it. It's been, it was on life support for a few years. It's completely dead. Now they keep trotting it out. They'll only have a few monthly books in a few years here. You know, it, it's, it's pretty obvious that Warner and Disney respectively are already kind of eyeing. Okay. Let's kind of pare back how many comics they're publishing and just turn them into a glorified IP farm for other things. Now, you know, now Razor Fist. That that, Tom, that is weird. I have got to come to the fence of DC here. That <laughs> Tim Drake is gay book had the most incredible <laughs> ten, ten issue run of any ongoing series. Indeed. Oh. Yes. And a lot fantastic. of the image creators also like Liefeld was his, uh famously late on his books all the time no um, shit but what would happen with these offset <laughs> printers is you have to schedule time as as a creator 
I'm going to have this book delivered at this time, or I'm going to take penalties for being late because they order all this, you know, ink and stuff and paper. And if you don't meet the deadline, they have to push you for the next person. You have to reschedule your print run. And when you're printing books in the hundreds of thousands, you can't afford to miss a deadline. Fortunately, in our cases, you know, we're printing books in the thousands, which unfortunately makes the cost per unit go up, but that gives us more room to ship the book when it's ready. Yeah. Yeah. Way more freedom. Yeah. Way more. I would love to, you know, even when I print my own books, like I would love the cost per unit to be way lower, but because it's a small, I don't know, a couple thousand maybe books, if I'm lucky, um, you have to sort of plan your business around. It's going to cost a lot to print. And then it seems like as long as everybody understands, like this is unfortunately the way it is if you're not printing tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of books. Yeah. But then I couldn't, we couldn't do fulfillment at that, at those numbers, I don't think. Yeah. And we're at the end of the day, we're also at the end of all of this. Once the Indiegogo is done, we've got a publisher arrangement so they can kind of handle keeping it out there. Right. As far as like yes. we, we have people who can sort of keep the book in print and we don't have to worry about any yeah. of that bullshit later on, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the Indiegogo is, is the first edition. Yeah. But like yeah. the uh, the sticks and the popsicle sticks and glue version that. Uh, <laughs> but it'll be well made, I assure you. But uh, And it's it's the only time you're going to get this edition. Yes. Some of the stuff in this is not going to be in the later ones, I'm sure, because we'll probably add other stuff. Well, to those later ones to make it different i think that's a good idea well, I've been uh, the link I mean, in the, look, chat, the a... chat go grab go grab go grab actually i'll pin it i'll pin it pin that. Oh, right. i'll pin it there you go pin message is the link yeah, to the indiegogo go 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 indiegogo go there's go. like 12 days left or something like that i'm gonna look at the uh calendar. there is 13 days left yeah so and that's it that's going to be the end of the uh the campaign like some people extend it but that'll be it for us like i'm gonna go into the art cave and i'm not coming out until the book's done pretty much right. <laughs> Good stuff. down into the basement <laughs> i'll the still be posting have updates. a electronic grid that goes in front of it that if you were to put your hand you would actually cut it would dismember you but yeah. if you have the right key code because the card was dropped by the grand wizard you the Grand Wizard. Mm. That's a different kind of complex. Well, it's very white there. So yeah. <laughs> Ryan's house. That's called Ryan Kinnell's house. <laughs> yeah, it just come, it comes out eating a bowl of cereal. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's uh, down there. Learning to ride horses soon, and I'm going to be heading out to the west, and we're going to nice. get some reference. And, and this but is going to be out in summer. The West is the best. I'm scheduling myself to finish in the summer. Like if I do my page a day quota, which you never know what's going to happen. It'll be August finished drawing. And then we're going to be printing in the autumn. And hopefully if printing goes well, I'll ship in autumn. The only problem is shipping during the uh, after Thanksgiving and before New Year's is always a nightmare. So I can't guarantee... uh, that would go smoothly. So I said new year, assuming there's going to be hiccups, but um, I do plan to draw, like there are things that I don't need reference for like faces and just interior shots. I can sort of draw those. So even before I came on today, I was drawing, uh, I'm picking pages like page 78. I think I was working on um, 
just doing facial expressions and stuff. I don't need reference for that. So I'm, I'm still working on the book now, and then I'll do the heavy lifting after I get my reference in Arizona. Oh, yeah. And oh, and I should add, when we hit the last stretch goal, um, there's going to be an additional little prose story, probably with some illustrations, I would think. And uh, and that's going to be added. That was part of the stretch goal. So I'm writing uh, an additional little kind of backup story in there. Mm -hmm. Right on. It's going to be added to the deluxe edition. Or actually, it's it's added to all the editions, correct? Yes. I'll, I'll check the wording, but it's not like it's going to cost a lot extra to add that. Right. I think the next goal is guest illustrators. Um, yes. And we've got a few doozies lined up. So yeah. Yeah. I do a mean stick man. <laughs> Just if you need, right? We have a cave scene. We'll have some cave carvings. You'll know who the <laughs> cowboy is. He's the one who's got the, the line across the head and then the hat on. That's the cowboy. That's the cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. And he, then he's got an L in his hand. We could take everybody we know and have them as bystanders who get shot during scenes. <laughs> Well, I'm uh, Greta, Gary, and I've been blown up in uh, in uh, Dan Frager's uh, Black Flag. Oh, we have. We're, that's we're, awesome. Yeah, we're being eviscerated in that. Thanks, Dan. Nice. Well, that's nice. Yeah, well, well Dan, you, we Dan haven't said, been. Uh, a... I'll put you in. I said only if you kill us. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you haven't made it until you're a villain in She-Hulk. Yeah. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what was the line come at me, bro? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Me, bro. Oh shit. Or I get used to go on the way, I'm sure. I get or stabbed evil lobster help. I get stabbed in the mouth uh by a scalpel in happy issue two. Really? Yeah. Nice. Fantastic. That's me. Getting stabbed in the mouth. And I'm in the boys too. Well, I'm I'm literally I'm in Shang Chi. I'm I'm Razor Fest in that. You are. Yeah. You were. You were. You, know, you weren't. You weren't very well represented in the movie because you looked no. more like Ryan Kinnell, like alt right, like Razor Fist, uh, You know, with but, the Richard Spencer haircut, but yeah, that yeah, wasn't very good representation of you. I mentioned if, that. In my if review, they by the way. gave you guys yeah. a chance to work for them, would you take it? Who? Marvel. DC, Marvel, whatever the big no. four. No, Never. current current stuff. Fuck off. Never. Not under the current leadership, right? Nope. Not under, no. I think I asked as that before. They cranked it all the way up to like a million dollars for the project. I think you said yes then, right? Well, yeah. If we talk, you know, if they say come, come do something for a million, then I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, my fine. Son for the rest of his life, I'll try to make yeah. things better. Because at least that'll mean one person for DC is getting paid. <laughs> I mean, I'd be, if they gave me full creative control, I'd be tempted. Yeah. Oh, they would never give you that. No. Wait, what do you think of Jim Lee hey. getting demoted and promoted at the same time? What the fuck? Well, look, there? he cashes a mean paycheck. Yeah. Oh, Razorfish, he better than anybody when his uh, industry is falling apart and mm. they can't make anything. He can doodle a book he, better oh. than anybody. He can make an art book for, for mm. charity rather than run his company better than anybody. Uh, I actually had an interaction. This is legit. I had an interaction with Jim Lee when this was going on. When yes, he was he doing his doodling a pay, doodling a sketch every day for 60 days, whatever it was, on the pencils down. And I said, Jim, I tweeted it. I said, Jim, don't you think it would be a better use of your time if you created a comic for the comic shops to actually sell so they could make, <laughs> so they could make a lot? You could put Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and just do this one-off you know, 40 page or 60 page if it's a fucking doodle a day. 
whatever. But 40 page one shot to help the, the comic. And do you know what he replied to me with? He said, Don't you think that an art book full of my 60 sketches would sell really well? No. No. Oh, fuck no. Jim. That's what he said. No, Jim. This guy's no. running DC. He's fucking yeah. running DC. So a great example of that is Mark Silvestri had this fucking story in his head forever that he was begging DC to make uh, called, you know, uh, it was a Joker and Batman team up, the deadly duo. And they wouldn't let uh, him do it forever. And they finally said, fine, you can do it. Book sells like fucking crazy. Yeah. It's it's pretty decent. I mean, it's another fucking Batman Joker story, whatever. But I like Silvestri. I think he's a really good artist. Uh, yeah, me too. And, yeah, and it's a and it's a good book. It's a good book, and it sold like fucking crazy. Yeah, Jim Lee's a f- Jim Lee. Uh, remember All Star Batman and Robin? Yes, I remember all two issues of it. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently that that got finished early, but he didn't like had the finishing touches on it, and they were laying on his floor in his office in Wildstorm right before it got sold, being walked on by his fucking dog. <laughs> It's amazing, too, story. because how much shit did Frank Miller get for that comic? And it's like, it was all Jim Lee being it was lazy. All Jim Lee. Yep. It's entirely him. I remember people cursing Frank Miller's name. How yep. could you fucking make this thing? And it's like, I guarantee you, given Jim Lee's recent track record, it's him. Remember, oh, oh dude, remember Wildcats relaunch with Grant Morrison? They made right. one, one entire issue. <laughs> one entire issue. We, we never saw it again. Ah. Uh. God. That guy is such a classic example of the late 80s, early 90s superstar artist syndrome yep. where he believes his own bullshit. He really does. I mean, he got his own writer fired from X-Men. Had he, the, yep. Once you're able to pull that at like age 19, you're never coming back down to earth ego-wise. No. That's never happening. No, and he did never learned a work ethic. And, he, and later on in life, he loved the idea of drawing comics. He just didn't want to draw them anymore. Just flat right. out. Tired of it. <laughs> Because uh, Jack Kirby drew twenty thousand pages in his fucking career, is he the George R. R. Martin fucking pages. comic artist? Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, still amazingly popular, and I don't know why. I I don't think I. Mm. His art's okay. I don't think he's. It, it's funny. Like you look at a lot of '90s artists, and they either had to learn how to draw actual anatomy, or they got sort of flash frozen in the 90s right yes. and you'd have a few that kind of like learned like bennis kind of learned and sylvester updated his style jim lee learned a little bit at the early 2000s but then he just stopped right he just I, totally stopped learning how to draw and it, all of his stuff looks like 1993 still kind of like liefeld a little bit it does and and liefeld gets so much shit but i i have a i have a medicom action figure there are based 100% on Jim Lee art. It's a 1/6 scale Jim Lee art and it's the most disproportionate fucking bat. <laughs> He's got a small head, tiny feet, giant fucking torso, like nothing makes sense and you're like people give Rob Liefeld shit like this is a fucked up Batman. This is like <laughs> mutated. What well, that that Captain America from Rob Liefeld that guy—he's probably had <laughs> broken spine, broken neck. You know, I know he's that got one. one titty out here, oh. and like, <laughs> how, how does that exist, man? It really sucks. Uh, I did a caricature of that, like a female version, and he ended up blocking me. Oh, nice! No. It, it, it killed me. I was like, I was trying to, you know, just That's be it. like, "Hey, fellow creators, right? We're just joking around." And he's like, "No, fuck you." Wow. Oh, excuse me. 
It looks like I'm getting blocked, man. I'm only, I'm only joshing you, Rob. Yeah, I was I'm trying to be I'm cool. only joshing you. But it's interesting to watch all the documentaries. I'm going to show everyone happened. in the stream what I'm talking about because it was fucking oh, with hilarious. image. With image. Yeah, all the documentaries, uh, seeing what went right and then what went wrong with image. Like they were poaching oh, yeah. each other's talent. Oh just yeah, yeah, within yeah, yeah, the yeah, partners, yeah. they were saying, "Oh, I like your colorist. Let me hire him for even more money." They were blowing so much money. Dude. And, and nowadays, hey, hey, George, nowadays they say, "I like your colored person." Uh, could you bring them over here? Your colorist. I remember. <laughs> no, he got it right first. Okay, I yeah. still remember. I still have an issue of Wizard Magazine from like 96. And they were already talking about how fucked up Image was behind the scenes then. <laughs> already Did in it, 96. I think Liefeld was that kicked is, out by is, then, right? That is, that is spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that Image... That image is based on a Schwarzenegger pose, which I know, is anatomically I, correct. Well, it's it's not because I, I could show you the uh, the Schwarzenegger pose, and let's just say it's not quite like this. Yeah, because uh, there is Amazing. a there is an article with the uh, with the Arnie. <laughs> That's another thing. Rob Liefeld gets Rob Liefeld gets a lot of shit for you know his anatomy and whatever, not drawing feet. And his wrists written in wristbands and shit. But like, he also <laughs> traces a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it's it's beautiful. I mean, props to Marvel for keeping it comic accurate. That's what I was gonna say. It's looking pretty good. <laughs> like people, people forget. After after this period where Liefeld was getting so much shit for his bad anatomy, he briefly, if you guys remember, he started fucking tracing shit. Yes. Oh yeah. For a yeah. While. He went like full Greg Land. Yes, and it was really obvious too. It's like pictures of bikini girls from like Sports Illustrated shit everyone had seen. And it's like, what are you doing, Rob? What the Dude, fuck? Like, yeah, go find a girl and take a picture of her. Don't like, don't take the cover of Sports Illustrated bikini issue and and okay. make it. One of these not is not like the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, one of these is not like the other. Yeah. Oh, um, awesome. Wow. God, that became such a bad thing. Like in the early two thousands, everybody fucking started tracing for lack of a better word, light tables. Photoshop, whatever you want to fucking say. Some some art now is just uh, you take a photo and you just put a thousand fucking filters over it. And this was like I fucking hated that. I was so tired of it. You know, Greg Land, yeah, he was doing it all day long. So was so was everybody. At least Alex Ross, like yes, he's painting over people, but it's like people he took a picture of. You know, yeah. it's still right. fine. If you take the photo, that's one thing. But yeah, I'm always, yeah. I'm really superstitious about using any reference if I if I can avoid it. Like somebody's gonna find the source image and they're gonna say, "Oh, yep. that's so low, uh, low effort." The AI argument now, <laughs> you know, that's, that's... Same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Frazetta, Frazetta took a picture of of his hot wife all the time. Like that's you know, yes. and he yeah, he used himself as the model too. Yep, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh... dude, Boris Boris Vallejo and Julie Bell are literally painting each other. Yeah, she's a fucking she's are. a fucking bodybuilder and he's a fucking bodybuilder. They are like <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Olympia. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I like that. That's a good. It's like Jay if you Scott, can Jay Scott it. Campbell, he bases his female figures on his wife. It's his wife. I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, well, just right, yeah. for artists, like it's really important. Uh, I don't know why they started doing this using other people's reference. If you can afford to get your own, what's stopping you? There's a million models you can hire for free and not even free, but like you can go to a live drawing class and ask them to pose for you and stuff. Like yeah. it just go a little, a little extra effort. And then people won't tease you. Like I, I wouldn't want to be teased for using someone else's reference. Yeah. I don't but think you uh, did. I think, I think we've, we've, we've sort of taken the piss a bit. So we're going to, we're going to balance the books by looking at the first promotional image for Captain America 4. Now it's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. That is, that is oh, going to sell some things. That'll put butts in seats in the uh, Immortal World. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do better, protein provider. All right. Black Falcon Captain America 4. <laughs> oh, dude. What do they got? Uh, like Marvel got coming up after after Guardians. Okay. Varying degrees of like to dislike to almost hate. Oh, We've no. got mid to like to almost hate uh, uh -oh. with Mahler. But like afterwards, we got the Marvels, uh, Blade, which is not going to be good as the original Blade, and oh. that stopped production yesterday. And uh, Black Captain Falcon America, whatever he is, uh, that stopped production as well. So I, I think this writer strike is just a win overall, guys. I mean, like I'm. It is. For it. It, you know it's what didn't so... stop production though. Rings of Power. <laughs> I know. They just don't have it's such right. bad timing because because the. Yeah, the, the superhero trend was already kind of in its final extremity. Dude, yeah. you you add a writer strike on top of this to slow production on the few things people are actually looking forward to. Better have a lot of video game movies in the pipeline, fellers. Mm -hmm. Yep. Same. Better start making a lot of Nintendo shit. Well, uh, the rumor is some uh, uh, actors are going to start joining the writer's strike. Oh, good. Good. Okay. I, can, I can give you a list. You want me to come come back? Because I can start a list of actors who should join them on a strike. Please. I would start with Ron Perlman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was in Blade too. Dude. Right. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He was Hellboy. Uh, he's also a fucking retard. Um, Imagine meeting yeah. Ron Perlman on a set for the first time and knowing you have to shake that hand. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Just, can we just like, wave at each other he looks like a, <laughs> he's a human big toe that's what he is he's like a big toe that's a human uh but yeah mark ruffalo he can go on strike pedro uh, pascal pedro pascal oh, all, jennifer Lawrence can go on strike mm. tom cruise you stay out there buddy yeah you don't go on strike tom you you stay amber heard amber heard oh, go ahead she retired i heard he quit oh, yeah. she to spain. she's he gone quit. to spain yeah i guess she was all pooped out oh i don't know i think it's a photoshop that went it was amber heard goes to spain and it's having it's her uh, speaking of poo, that have you seen the? Um, oh, we were just talking about the per the Perlman memes of he was saying, "Hey, Donnie," to Ron Donald Trump. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I have not cried laughing like that in so long. 
Jesus. Like, I just shot my pants, Donnie. What do you think of this? He's <laughs> 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 getting back at him. Don't oh, say God. gay. Don't say gay. Oh. Uh, gay? Oh, I don't gosh. know. He said it. Ron, why you gotta be so serious? Come hey, on, Donnie Wani, fuck you, foo. I just had unprotected back alley sex with a syphilitic stranger. What do you think about that, Donnie Wani? I got ya. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Oh, Twitter's wonderful. Twitter is wonderful. Hey, should we do some supers? Sure. Here's and while you're looking it up, reason. hey, there's a holdover from my old store. This was actually on the shelf. We used to. Ah. Like, well, Razor was talking about uh, the monthly dying. It has been dying. It was dying from the time I bought my shop in 2003. So they needed to, you know, the variants got ridiculous. So it yeah. got to the point where I got so many variants. I had so many extras. I just sell them as like uh, two packs. So I had a Daredevil wow. fucking Mark Wade. I'd see your favorite right there. Oh, boy, Mark Wade. Fucking sucks, and uh, this sucked too. Good Spider cover art, that. though. I've always, I've always liked Paolo Rivera's art. Uh, oh, he carried, he carried that fucking comic completely. Uh, I think this is superior, right around superior Spider-Man here, and uh, this art was stolen from a friend of mine in San Francisco who did the original. This was completely Ooh. fucking stolen, uh, and Marvel said the guy that got nothing. But like, I, I saw his original work, and what he did was he actually cut out all the little Spider-Mans by fucking hand. And and made art like this forever in San Francisco. The Marvel just fucking ripped them off. Is that a spider vagina? No, it's an eye made out of venoms. Little really? venoms, and then it's thank you, Gary. Thank man. you for explaining no, that, Gary. Vagina. <laughs> you notice how all those Spider-Man <laughs> Spider-Man eye on that image? Do you see yeah, that? It is. And it's got Mary Jane and Fantastic Four in the middle, and it's a total fucking ripoff. Yeah. Oh well. Well, I I remember when I was picking up Batman. Uh, looking at seeing a variant cover for the uh, for that specific issue, and it was the uh, it was my sideshow uh, collectible Batman statue. They had just drawn that. Yep, uh, beat for beat, just drawn it. That's all they did. Just just drew that. And oh look, I've done an original Bat. Have you? <laughs> have you though? Because you've literally just taken a sculptor's rendition of Batman and. No. Then Dude, didn't it off as your own art? Didn't Star Wars put off a professional art, like a promotional art, and it was the fucking Palpatine action figure? It was the yes, it was the poster, yeah, and they just yeah. did the hot toy, the pal, the <laughs> fucking emperor hot toy. <laughs> right I remember that, yeah. yeah. Oh, rocking. I love it. Uh, uh, I, I love, love it. it. The, I love how blatant it is. That's, yeah, yeah, you almost yeah. have to respect it. I do. You know that the guy who did that was probably like, "Fuck you." Yeah, it did. It's kind of like yeah, a yeah. couple couple of years ago, they did kind of the same thing in the new Ace Combat game, where they were just taking fucking reference photos from Pinterest and putting yeah. it in the stuff <laughs> scenes. And oh, it's great! Fuck that Pinterest. Just is such a fucking asshole site that is. You want to click on here? You got to sign up. I'll go fuck off oh Pinterest. I just wanted to click on the picture of the woman with the big tits. Yeah, I fucking hate Pinterest. <laughs> uh, you want to give those I, artists the benefit of the doubt and say maybe it was the deadline that forced them to do something that we would call lazy. But yeah. if if you respect yourself as an artist, I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I mean, there's Somebody, nothing wrong with um, fucking the, the guy who will, who has the ultimate rant on in defense of tracing. Incidentally, blows my mind is Neil Adams. 
who's a fucking oh. genius. I don't think anyone would say Neil Adams was a hack artist. No. A great fucking no. artist. Yep. Um, he, was right, on Kevin, he was on Kevin Smith's podcast of all fucking things. And he goes off for like <clears throat> 30 uninterrupted minutes in defensive tracing. He's like, <laughs> what's, what's the best stuff? All that shit that's in your head that's the same today as it was yesterday? Or a bunch of actual photos of real fucking shit that you can actually look at in daily life, right? You're not progressing. Oh man, you need to watch it. It's fucking genius. Yeah, <laughs> it was Kevin Smith who was talk did that whole rant about inking as tracing. Anyways, yep, yeah. Your mother's a tracer. Smith, yes, uh, and Neil Adams. Neil Adams like boofed him. He's because Kevin Smith is trying to come back with counterpoints, and Neil Adams is just shutting him the fuck down. It is the <laughs> most hilarious shit ever. You need to watch it. Well, that might have been the oh, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith the persona now because that has been uh, according to kevin smith it's a persona now and he's found himself in any quit smoking weed which is good all That's right a very good thing we'll see yeah, yeah i don't i don't think he can quite get his fucking marbles back though i think he, i don't i think they grow back but uh testicles don't grow back now i liked i liked the way he just said i don't know if you're aware but a couple of years ago i kind of went through some mental shit and we're like no no shit kevin well was it was especially it <laughs> When he lost that New Jersey uh, sass and he became Californiaized or whatever, his first few movies were at least choppy but real. They were written because these are the conversations he would have with his friends here in New Jersey. They would just talk shit all day. And then he became so California-ish, Miramaxed. And then he started doing these movies that are sort of, he wanted to be more creative, but he was not pulling from his own experience. He was a good writer who observed the people around him and he was able to do good sketches based on those conversations. Like I remember the old Smodcast from back in the day, mm. I would deliver pizza and burn episodes of the Smodcast onto a CDR to listen as I'm driving around delivering pizzas because I, I was like, Oh, it's a fellow New Jersey guy. He's so cool. I want to be just like him. It was, and, it, dude. It was good. His early stuff. I love Fat Man on Batman. The early, early, yeah, early yeah, stuff. yeah. I used to listen to that. Fucking yeah. great. It inspired me to do the Shadow Cast. But he, after that, like at a certain point, I don't know, like 2015, 16 or something, it just became the let's shill the modern Marvel DC product. And uh, what's his name? Mark Bernardin. Nothing. Nothing not against not the guy. Yeah. It, it was like his show, basically, and Kevin Smith would show up every so often. Yeah. Right? When I heard Kevin Smith on the streets right before, right to the run up to 2016 in the election, call fans toxic. I knew it was over. I'm like, did he just oh. say toxic fans? Oh my god, what a bad! I'll tell, tell you when it went all fucking off a cliff. It's when he got that gig. It's when he got that gig directing that episode of fucking Supergirl. Yep. That's when it all fell apart. That's what I'm not even bullshitting you. He he went in, he got that fucking gig to do an episode of Supergirl, and after that, he was the soyest fuck you've ever met in your fucking life after that. True. You are at that is the perfect dividing line, actually. Yeah. Because right before that, he was talking about Daredevil and the fucking mm -hmm. the show's great. It's fucking ninjas and they should show tits and blood. And then the next fucking week, he's like, So I'm directing Supergirl now. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually going to turn my Audi into an innie. I'm going to be searching <laughs> <laughs> literally driving a Prius. Yes. <laughs> Man, what happened to you, man? That said, we, we should provide on Mark Bernard. I don't know if he'd come on. I'd bring one. I'd talk to him. Um, I don't think he'd come on, though. I don't think he would come on. Like uh, yeah, I don't think he would either. 
Yeah. I've been to the secret stash a couple times, you know, and I'm like you've from seen, it. What was it? Uh, comic book men on AMC back in the day. That was a cool oh. show. Uh, At least I, the early ones. That bar that they do the podcast from, uh, the Cantina Bar. I went there with Chris Gore, uh, mm. and you know who was the uh, you, this the funniest part is the doorman of the bar was the guy from the One Ring dot net. I don't know if you. Oh know. no, <laughs> doorman! So we're staring at each other right in the face right when I walk in. I'm all, what's what up? A... <laughs> up, bitch? That's great. Oh, that I think stealth uh, creations has had a little bit too much publicity here, but I, I had to uh, I had to start with this one because Scarlett Johansson's got them all beat. She's been on strike since Black Widow. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, not bad. She's gonna uh, be Mikey. In, uh... hmm? Oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? The dude who makes the movies all the same, uh, but they're not bad. Uh, Life Aquatic. Uh... Oh, Wes Anderson. Oh, uh, Anderson. Yeah, she's Wes Anderson. Be in the Wes Anderson movie. Hmm. I think his latest one was filmed in like a closet because of COVID or something. It was weird. Yeah, they try to make it look like Arizona and Utah, but with set. I mean, none of the actors are looking in each other's eyes because they're not in the same room. Because they're not in the same room. (laughs) (laughs) The COVID movies really stand out. Like you could tell Ant Man was a COVID movie. Like, like there were there were actors who weren't in the same like uh, they didn't film at the same time or anywhere near the. uh, the Dude, that's just a Marvel movie now. It's with fucking. Yeah, I've been thinking about that. Like, do you have any idea? You remember how during COVID, every fucking commercial, everything had people in masks and fucking. You you know how much of a weird delusory cultural artifact that shit is gonna be in like even five years? People are gonna look back and go what the fuck what the fuck is this shit and much less when kids who are born around this time get a little older even like 10 11 like daddy why were you all batshit fucking insane what was what what the hell just tell them the truth just go my young lad that's because the wef were (laughs) testing their biological weapons on mankind (laughs) when they're gonna fucking try and kill everyone and the only reason you were born Good was because I didn't son. take it. It's true. It's fucking true. Oh my God. You're right. Uh, yeah. I mean, no wonder why we have so many identity problems now with children just a couple of years after that. No, no coincidence there. No correlation whatsoever. I don't think we're allowed to talk about that stuff on you. No. <clears throat> oh, well. <laughs> but it might have oh. slipped out. Hey, whoops. Yeah. Good thing it's your channel, not mine. <laughs> Grandpa used to have boots. They were, they were running their first preliminary test to see how the infection rates would spread. Grandpa used to have boobs. Grandma used to have a cock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when Granddad Which was the style at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Women were weird. They used to have penises at that time, you know? <laughs> Sorry, he used to have vaginas at that time. Very strange women back then. Oh, very strange women back then. By the way, if I accidentally commit suicide over the course of the next week, don't worry about it. I met your grandma in the women's locker room. Uh, as accidentally hung himself while right. shooting, his, shooting his brains out while being poisoned and had six knives in his back. And Hillary right. Clinton it's been was, ruled a suicide. Yeah. As was as was just telling me, he's been thinking about practicing gymnastics near an open elevator shaft. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> take it up at the new lobby. 
while practicing his marksmanship. Yeah. He started his latest hobby, swimming with toasters. Yes. <laughs> that is the craziest story that did not get covered. It was a, uh, we're, we're referring to a Clinton aide who was found hanging from a tree. They called it a suicide. He shot himself in the chest. The gun was nowhere fucking near his body. He went for a job at three o'clock. It was before he hung himself from the tree. Okay. And I know we're laughing. This is terrible, but like, it's so fucking blatant and out there now. And the the crazy one was the one right before the election where the guy was literally scheduled to testify the next day against Hillary Clinton. Yep. And, was working out and it was actually an assassination from hitman blood money it was actually the guy was working out at the health center and the barbell crushed his oh, larynx coincidentally oh. it was actually there's an actual mission in one of the hitman games and the funny part is when the newer hitman games came out they do these things called elusive contracts where it's just a random new target or whatever that's not in the base game. It's downloadable. It's free. They put a bitch in there who is clearly Hillary Clinton, like 100% Hillary Clinton after that news came out. And it cannot be an accident. No, no. Did you ever play uh, Vanquish? No. The, uh, I know the, the bad game. guy, the bad guy in that game that is Hillary Clinton. And she ends up, uh, well, I'm not going to say. Look that up. It's a lot of fun. So that game didn't do well. No. <laughs> no. Hold it, though. That's some shocking stuff if you look that up. The ending. That game is pimp, too. Speaking of oh. pimp, I'm trying to tr- transition back to the yeah. super chat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be gutted when I accidentally cut my head off while shaving on <laughs> Thursday. As decapitated himself shaving. With a pit bull shaver. <laughs> accidentally cut. Right. You know. Is that a head massager? What the fuck is that? Dude, oh, this is a pit bull shaver, man. Let's get a straight razor. Don't be a pussy. Dude, I ain't buying a he- fucking straight razor with Hillary Clinton on this planet. Okay. <laughs> uh, by the way, I love you, Hillary, and your husband's not a rapist at all. Not uh, at all. Not, not at all. all. If, if if anything, he's uh, I, I you know he's he's a big music fan. I think he likes <laughs> rap. I I believe he is a lifelong and avowed rapist. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that he really likes walking because I keep hearing people talking about his pedo stuff. Pedo, pedometer, pedestrian. Yeah, yeah. So he's a massive pedometer. That Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't know he liked. Jogging and walking, okay. Well, he's, you know, he's in good shape. He's in good shape. So, you know, okay, yeah. He did actually do that when he was president. He jogged a lot. Remember that was like a big. That was the big fluff <laughs> thing that we used to get on the news. Like now, when people pretend Biden can actually operate a bicycle, shit like that. You know? <laughs> that stopped real quick <laughs> for some yeah, reason. A quick fucking halt. 
He used to love jogging through Central Park <laughs> to get rid of the evidence. They had to get I mean, rid of <laughs> Why is the president wearing a helmet this time? Oh, he's what? biking. <laughs> why, is he, why is he stopping at every dustbin on the stairs? He's stopping at every trash can through Central Park. What's going on? Why is there some ladies' knickers? Anyway, Mikey Gussler uh, with one, two, three, four, five supers. Uh, totaling $65. Let's go through these from Mikey. Number one, Phoebe Waller-Bridge yelling, I don't need morality lessons from an aging grave robber. Yeah, did you see that that clip, uh, guys? Yeah. I did. I, I didn't. I, caught, I can't bring myself to do it. I got it on my drive. You're going to be completely honest, Gary. I was like, of course. Like, I'm not remotely... That's exactly... If anything less bad than what i was expecting uh so but i think a lot of the internet is like i knew it and it's like yeah yeah rip into indy for everything he did in the previous three movies go on <sighs> recontextualize it as him being a, a thrill seeker who doesn't actually care about anything he's just fucking around with graves do it go ahead yeah yeah because movies like this all like lucasfilm never would do something like that yeah it was super on the nose it was like this is so expected this is exactly yeah, um, how I thought it would play out. <laughs> the thought so. I have about it sometimes is that I think the people who write these are like, you guys, you enjoy those movies, but you've never really thought about it, have you? You've never thought about the damage that Indy does, or you never thought about the reasons why he does things, or whatever. And you're just sitting there like, no, we have. We, we like him because we see what he does, and we know why he does it. It's not like yeah. we just went, oh, it's just a fun action man with a whip. It reminds me of J.J. Abrams saying that Han Solo is like the guy with the gun. Yeah. Like, There's a hell of a lot more than that, and I didn't realize that, like, even the creators thought that, that that we only liked it for that reason. But yeah, sitting there being like, you know, Robin Graves, that's not very ethical, is it? It's like, oh, you, you, I mean, just watch the film. It's a little bit more complicated than Robin Graves. <sighs> Shut up, Phoebe, you fucking... It's like those Gillette commercials where it's like, we oh. as men, we need to do better, guys. Well, I think mm. he uh, actually breaks down, like, if the reason it goes into a museum is keeping it from some either government if it's a weapon or if it's just an artifact keeping it from some private dickhead who's going to keep it in his own collection instead of like showing it to as many people as possible well that ark of the covenant was completely safe uh, totally safe yeah just got to keep That's your eyes shut here i think it's i i hey speaking i of don't what? know if this is exact but I think it's because Phoebe Waller-Bridge is a massive cunt. I think that might have something to do with it. The fact mm. unlikable, insufferable biatch uh, yeah. might might come. So Disney re-released like original the cards are the card stock is shit. Uh, but like the original Kenner, uh, a whole set of them, and I was like, that's awesome. And then this is fucking Disney right here. So I got to get a sharp. Oh, yuck. It's fucking gross, but like this is cool. This is like the Indiana Jones figure I had as a kid that I have hanging up right over there. Actually, the real one. This was a good idea. Like that's all they need. They don't need to remake any of this shit. Just, just come out with the old toys that people will buy, and you'll make more money than your stupid fucking Indiana Jones sequel with a you know Jurassic uh, Harrison Ford and a fucking <laughs> intersectional giraffe. This absolutely um, does. He was way too old to be doing it in that other fanfic movie they made. Uh, oh, fourth, the quote unquote fourth one. Uh, and, and to think they're now they're about. making another one this far on. It's actually, insane. never made this one. This was a male. Election. 12 years oh. later since the last one. The last one where they said he's way too old. 
you think they'll do another one in 12 years from now? <laughs> I don't even think I don't even think Harrison Ford knows the word no, honestly, at this point. <laughs> he, does. he came back from Rise of Skywalker, that psycho. Yeah. <laughs> he he just pop, I just saw I saw that scene, he just like pops up. He's not you're not a false ghost. <laughs> you know Nobody the knows what it's supposed you know to be. That's what not how the yeah. <laughs> The movie opens with him coming out of the fridge. Like, wow, that was a weird dream. Uh, yeah. What a weird fucking <laughs> shit. Somehow Han Solo returned in a t-shirt. Mike with another. Well, his, his is next uh, one. Oh, Blade Runner. Fuck. <laughs> Well, uh, no, I was gonna say, but him, him, and Blade Runner in the fucking Walmart clothes, right? The fucking what the f- just gonna shambling be, around his fucking bothered to like have a costume or something now. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but was it the whole point? Like, weren't we supposed to kind of suggest he was a robot in the first one? Was it? Has he still alive? He's not a robot. Well, he's not, in my opinion. But he's I'm not, saying yeah. he's not. You're suggesting that he was in the first movie, so yeah, yeah. Anyways, so we're, yeah, he, he he's not. Many people will make the argument that he hasn't. And fuck Blade Runner twenty forty nine. No, no, no. Lots of people are wrong. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. I refuse to watch. Which, uh, I, I, I which don't want to have the original. We talking about though. Uh, the one I saw in the movie theater, dude. That's that's the fucking original. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, the, one the even the stupid happy ending uh that's the one i like that's the i like the one uh, in the, that i saw Where he runs off too. with rachel yeah it's, right. it's dumb but uh you know that's the dumb part but i like the voiceover part i do she died a week later <laughs> <laughs> stupid replicant I, I, said, fucking fucking I didn't bring any batteries with me and the bitch died <laughs> and they never had a stupid wide-eyed fucking fanfic kid so yeah. that they could fucking extend this shit out to a franchise that nobody cares about i said i'm, I'm all for damas's De- tits out though i was 12 uh, my mom came with me she was reading a book with a fucking flashlight she was so bored by the movie and <laughs> me and my 12 year old friend are like just like this is the greatest thing ever made is sitting in an empty movie theater watching yep. yep back in the day back in the zip flop too uh one of the plot points for the new Little Mermaid is Ursula casts a spell that makes Ariel forget she needs a kiss, all for the sake of making the kiss the girl scene a lecture about asking for consent. Oh my! To God. put Eric in the wrong. I I I heard that uh, that uh, Trump is making a version of the Little Mermaid. And he's replacing that song with Grabbing by the Pussy. <laughs> I hope so. Watch it. God, I hope so. I'd watch it. And uh, Sauron, $20. <laughs> I'm going to read that one. It says Kelly Jones art still rocks. Absolutely. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. I cannot believe I have a piece of Kelly Jones art on the Did way. He, send it? he said what? he, well, he, he's, he asked for my address in a couple and, of days because you're in a. Oh, it's going to take, it's going to take a little bit. Your your country is fucked up. Okay, you guys are gonna get mad at me, but not the razor fist. Probably not. Mahler and <laughs> we probably on. I'm really no. Dimension. You're gonna get really mad at me. Um. So uh, I got really, I don't get bored often, and I got bored, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna watch the second episode of Clarkson's Farm. I'll I'll watch the rest with the guys. Wow, I am mad at you. I fucking yeah, burned through the whole it. fucking thing. It's so oh. great. 
I'll watch no. it again. I've been waiting it. for you. And that's like, oh, you can't watch it. You wait. I'll watch it with you again. I, I will fully commit to watch it with you again. I fucking love that show. It's Useless. everything about it is great, but your country is fucked up as I would never fucking live there, man. Holy Are you talking shit. about the red tape the with red everything? Tape, the bureaucracy. Yeah. Some crabby old man can stop the whole thing from oh, happening. You it try is, and buy some hubba bubba from a fucking supermarket. It's a nightmare, mate. It is unfucking believable. What Why you do the meme exist of like you got a license for literally everything? You license for that, yeah. Got license we, for that. We it was only in the last twenty years that we did away with having a fucking license for a dog. Yeah, I think, well, we still have those, but but we don't give a. Sh- Most of us can get a dog dogs. and not get one, not give a shit. Yeah, I mean, just in case you lose it, but. We do those, uh, but you can. You know what? You could have a farm here in Texas and build whatever the fuck you want on it. It's pretty cool. Uh, Mikey Gus's next one says, "Hey Mauler, Hello. if you want to read something for fun, look up the latest IGN articles. Ten years later, Iron Man three is still the best Tony Stark movie. No. Well, technically, <laughs> technically it is because it's only got Tony Stark in it." If, uh, one of the arguments is how it used Tony Stark's character in a good way. Everyone always says it's because it's like the first movie in the MCU to take PTSD seriously as a possibility of getting involved in all these like heavy like battles and stuff. But it's bullshit. They make fun of it throughout the whole movie. So yeah. I don't even know yeah. how, I can, how am I taking it seriously if the film isn't good. They concept. have fucking Bruce Banner falls asleep when he's talking about his PTSD. Yep. Yep. Good concept. Poorly executed really poorly executed. Uh, there is there is, there is an echo actually... coming through somebody's uh, microphone. It's not myself, but there's an echo coming uh, through somebody's. Probably mine because I don't hear it. I'm going to turn speakers down. Sorry okay. about that. That's all good. It's all good. Uh, Civil War is the one that took that seriously. He like, and they don't they do it in subtle ways. He's constantly stressed out. He keeps holding his hand from when he uh, fucked it up in one of the other movies. Mm-hmm. He keeps um. He's like jumpy. If you remember the the woman who like. Goes to reach into a purse, he stops her straight away because he doesn't know what's yes. gonna happen. So yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of yeah more subtle, subtle representation of PTSD that I think is much more interesting than uh, the characters laughing at him and the child saying, like, why don't you just get over it? It's <laughs> like, oh, this is wonderful. I love it. Though I did love the Iron Man suit automatically grabbing um uh Pepper while they were sleeping because it's like connected Ooh. to him subconsciously. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. pretty creepy, creepy visual mm. stuff. So there's a there's a good movie in Iron Man three. They didn't get it though. They didn't get it. They're right. Uh, and we saw Civil War. We were uh, in Vegas. It was playing in some. Oh, Wahlburgers. We went to Mark Wahlburgers. Uh, because that's the partiers where we are. We walked the strip and ended up just at a fucking burger. Was joint there a taxi driver with one eye then? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. But Ryan was talking to some suspicious people, so I don't know. Uh, but Civil War was playing in the background, so I went and watched it again. While I, God, I fucking love that movie. Civil War's great. I love it as well. It's good. It's, it's really good. good. And, it, and it just, it, even after watching Guardians, you see how different, like, it is so fucking bad now. Uh, all you have to do is go watch some of the earlier stuff where they took it seriously and tried to have some fun. It is so fucking bad now. They homogenized, like, comic books is is a medium right it's it's a medium with multiple genres and you could make shit forever ever you could have sci-fi fantasy noir whatever they want action adventure and they just homogenized it down into like stupid fucking humor and cg gobbledygook with a bunch of uh women yeah it, it is it's like the marvel movie is a it's its own genre it's, yeah, it yeah. has to follow a particular formula 
And if it deviates from, I mean, look at what happened with Justice League. They literally essentially took the whole movie off the rails just so that they could make it a Marvel movie. Did, yep. They changed genre on it. That's what they did. Somewhere they've got a bullet list. Was... Hey, that executive staff at Warner Brothers, they were just great, weren't they? They were just top-notch uh, Toby Emmerich fucking uh, thieving bastard. Uh, put his name right. on a script that he didn't own and and i'm the only person my, my friend's so mad at me for saying for saying it out loud Dude, it, it, it blows my brain clear out the back of my head that fucking dc is gonna let this whole superhero trend go by and they never found a way to formulaically anyways actually capitalize it's, this whole fucking trend and they didn't find a way. It's unbelievable you had to try to fuck up that bad like well, they based their whole formula on Dark Knight. Yeah, they, they I, never they, evolved out of that. You can't, and you can't, because Dark Knight is the end. Dark Knight is the Dark Knight. Well, Dark. I'm sorry, Dark Knight Returns, because they tried to mix that in with, uh, but that's still the end. Uh, and you know, Bat and Nolan's Dark Knight. That's what I was worried about. I remember when I watched the movie and I'm like, they're going to make every fucking superhero movie like this. It worked for this mm -hmm. movie. It will not work for fucking Superman. It won't work for anybody. Maybe Green Arrow, but. Uh, that's what they did. Yeah, uh, uh, dude. Every movie had to have dark in the title. Thor, Dark World. Uh, uh, you know, fucking Little Mermaid. Look at, dark dude, look at what happened with. Uh... <laughs> oh my god! They need to have a Little Mermaid like standing in front of like a broken city or something like that. You know, like remember all the posters look like Inception <laughs> for a while. They need to fucking do that. Like Oblivion, where it's just all these into darkness. It's I was so fucking retarded. Everything about dude, that. look at what happened with uh, Punisher Warzone, which is the greatest '80s action movie made in the 2000s. Um, fucking Punisher Warzone. They had this whole movie. It had this heavy metal kind of soundtrack going on. It was totally in your face <laughs> '80s action. It was what it was going to be. And then The Dark Knight came out, and they were like, "Oh fuck, you can't do that. You got to change the whole soundtrack." They literally got a guy to ape Hans Zimmer. To add a Dark Knight soundtrack on top of Punisher Warzone that it didn't fucking need. Dude, they were literally changing movies on the fly to be like Dark Knight. Fucking bad shit. Do you remember the uh, the war phase? But oh, everything yeah. had to have a sure. French horn fart. But that's still going on, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I wish it wasn't. And Hans Zimmer yeah. put out some really good soundtracks like Black Rain. I'll still listen to that. Dude, amazing Hans soundtrack, amazing. but it's all. Now he's just the boom guy, yeah. or the one note guy. Too. Great soundtrack. Apart from when he does the soundtrack <laughs> for Wonder Woman 1984, he's like, "Fuck it, let's just put some other people's music in." Hey, wait, wait hang on. <laughs> I got an embarrassing picture to show. Share it. That's me. <laughs> That's me and Ray Stevenson when he's Punisher Warzone. They did a meetup. We did a, a whole promotional thing at my store. I'm a little pudgy oh. and young right there. Got my cup of coffee. Look at that with my Punisher shirt. He was fucking cool as hell. We had a fucking line down the block. That was a good time, man. He was a fantastic Punisher. He was, was seriously great. a really good Punisher. Uh, doesn't get enough credit. I know John Bernthal is like the apotheosis now, and he did a great job in Daredevil, no question. But Ray Stevenson had that kind of... He looked like what you would imagine an actual dedicated vigilante would be. He wouldn't be like hitting the gym constantly. He wouldn't have time. He's fucking obsessed, right? He's totally not... His dark circles around his eyes. He looks pissed off and sad all the time. Like, this guy's fucked up. Um, Good, good fucking movie.
Well, you know they've changed the, the Punisher logo in the comics now because the other one's bad. They've, uh, they're actually changing his name and he's going to be called The Lecturer. <laughs> oh, He's going to go around, he's going to sit you down and he's going to get a talking to you. They punch a guy's face like in in Punisher Warzone. It's he just collapses a dude's face. He punches through the guy's fucking head. It's so good. Oh. See this movie. It's good. Oh, you haven't seen it? It's it's kind of grind houseish. It, it tries to get super violent and like there's some great kills in it. Like it has the oh, best kills. The guy gets what happens? The guy gets ground up yeah. in a trash compactor filled with glass yes. oh, oh, <laughs> dumped in it and fucking just ground to shit and that's the super villain's origin story by the way and it's directed by, amazing and it's directed by a german woman yes <laughs> yes she literally she had never directed a superhero thing had no desire to uh, what's her name like lee alexander something like that she was she just comes on and she's like oh shit and she read a few of the comics and she was like oh i see what we got to do here this is death wish fuck this okay yeah, we're okay. just gonna do death wish three that's just what we're gonna do yeah <laughs> so she went totally ham and it's objectively like one of the best comic adaptations just because she so clearly recognized what the comics were drawing from yeah <laughs> So does he just like Lexi let somebody steal a handbag and then just gets a gun out and then blasts them in the back <laughs> and then walks off? I saw the Tom Jane Punisher yeah. movie. How does everyone feel about that? I like the Tom Jane one. I think it's good. I think yeah. it's fine. Yeah. I, I like it's all good. the Punisher movies. I do. I like the Dolph Lundgren one. It's stupid, but I like it for its time. I think they, they're uh, all... Punisher. He's a terrible Punisher, but Don't punish him, I like it. I oh, dude, the Punisher 89 is great. It's got some great lines, like where yeah. Lewis Gossett Jr. is like, fucking, what do you call 200 murders in four months? He's like, a work in progress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <Brilliant> <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love the 80s. I do. I love it. Tom Jane is isn't bad. He's not bad as the Punisher, but uh, Warzone's better. Warzone is better. I'm not seeing Warzone. I've seen Warzone. I'm not. Seeing oh, you gotta see Warzone, dude. Bro, it, it's uh, great. He has a rocket launcher. There's they make so the parkour <laughs> trend was happening when this movie oh, came out. Yep. And I guess the director fucking hated it. The stupid parkour shit. So they they put a scene where there's these parkour fucking thugs who are doing front flips and shit off of buildings and one of them flips between the buildings and mid fucking flip a rocket flies out of nowhere and fucking blows him the fuck up mid flip and then you cut to just punisher standing there with a goddamn rocket oh my god watch the fucking movie man even fucking casino royale had some parkour shit at the beginning didn't it yeah it did and microchip i still think is the best version of microchip microchip is fucking dennis nedry it's newman fucking uh uh dennis Dennis knight or wayne knight that guy that's the way i am yeah uh mikey gustler again what's the worst recent twitter take andrew tate saying he's not watching star wars is what got him to be a multi-millionaire or george rr martin's comment on the writer's strike movement well, well it's, it, that, that tweet by Andrew Tate was pretty hilarious, actually, uh, because it's just like, I don't watch 
dork movies. This is where I am because of it. And he's there on the on these uh, private jet, and he's you know been given champagne and sexy donuts. And then he's listening to fucking Sam fucking Smith singing the opening theme to Spect. I'm just like, fuck. So so you, you're watching bad movies with fucking shit singers. I'll, I'll that, take, like, take okay, my Lego, is, dude. What, what Star Wars? I don't watch Star Wars, and here's where I'm. What jail? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck are you talking? listening what to? The... Sam Smith? Fuck you, fucked. I've never had it's a Romanian. Because you were in jail. Is that why you're I've listening? Ne- to I've Sam never Smith. had a Romanian sex slave. Not one. Uh, people say I'm missing out. <laughs> I've had Maybe. a couple. I've had a couple. The good. The good. Maybe I'm missing out, but uh, you keep your Romanian sex slave. I'll be a multi-thousandaire. You're missing out, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I'm a multi-thousand of bitch. We've even got like accounts of people being like, I've seen stars and I'm a multi-millionaire, so explain yep. that, Andrew. <laughs> George Lucas just says, I made Star Wars and I'm a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. <so funny>. Right. <laughs> By the way, you guys, the, I, I think the greatest, most, most encapsulatory George Lucas photo to this day is still that food court photo. Yes. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Oh, brilliant. Incredible. Yeah. That, uh, that photograph could have been narrated by David Attenborough's fucking. It could have. <laughs> we have a billionaire yeah. out in the wild, in the, wild <laughs> in the food court of a Tim Hortons. We see a wild George Lucas. <laughs> Look how the plume of his jacket raises up as he moves the hamburger to his mouth. And his can of Coca-Cola. <laughs> he spotted us. We must move. Oh, this is this Coke's a little bit warm. Can I can I, can I get some ice cream? What would it like? Trump fucking eats McDonald's all the fucking time. And oh know, yeah, he went and bought it all for that that town, didn't he? He's in a fort food court. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I eat. Speaking of bad takes on Twitter, I was getting into it with Matt Walsh a couple of days ago. Oh, I, saw, I he watched was talking it all shit about. Now. Uh, I don't remember what he was saying. Like anime is demonic, and video games, yeah. violent video games, are bad. And, and I was trying to say, like, hey, you guys are always talking about winning the culture war. Don't you think, like, maybe you should engage with some culture? <laughs> and and he was trying to act like I was defending violent video games for children or something. I'm like, that's not the point, man. You're not. You're talking smack about anime, games, movies, as if it's for man children. And he's acting like he's unaware that there's this whole sector of the internet where all we do is talk shit about culture and we're engaging with it and we're adults, if you can believe such a thing. Well, and, oh, I mean, violent, this, is, this guy works for the Daily Wire. This guy works mm. for the Daily Wire. They they put out a fucking Western. What were they shooting? Fucking water pistols in that movie? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, this, it's just ridiculous. I, I guarantee you, dude, Matt Walsh is such a fucking whore. He's Joe Walsh in hipster glasses. If that mother, if Daily Wire came out with a superhero movie, he'd be sucking Superman's dick on his own show the next fucking day. Oh, you, you, fucking oh, you can tell. We'd have, we'd have a fucking, uh, what's he called? Uh, ben, we'd have a Ben Shapiro review. That's what we'd have. Rise of Skywalker was uh, one of the better Star Wars movies because it retconned yeah. TLJ. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't get takes like that from... <laughs> He's like, excuse me, what? Well, you don't and get takes like the... that from people that actually watch, watch pop culture. <laughs> well, I was just like, has he seen the OT? Like, does, does he know that Palpatine's supposed to be dead? <laughs> 
I love it when when Daily Wire are like ripping other creators like Steven Crowder or whatever, and they're just right in the middle of mid rant. They're like, it is disgusting what he's done. Have you thought about investing in gold? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking about disgusting, have you thought about actually disgustingly getting rich? Jeez. I don't know. It amazes no, me that forced. they talk oh. about they want to reach people in the middle, but then they hide all their content behind the subscription. And yeah, I would think that you want to reach people who maybe are not sure if they want to spend money on your stuff yet. So maybe give them a taste of some of your content, maybe release terror on the prairie on other platforms where people maybe don't want to subscribe to your stuff yet, but there or, or maybe make it available on Blu-ray or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put your, I mean, putting it all, if you're trying to change culture, putting it as I forgot who made this point. I didn't, but uh, it's good. Like putting it all behind a paywall. You're not going to be changing very much. You no, know, put some stuff out there, you know. But they do, they don't want to change culture. They yeah. want it exactly where it is, so they can fucking keep paywalling it. And they're beholden to giant benefactors like the other networks are. So uh, stay indie, just fucking stay indie. Uh, that's that's the best way to do it. You know, it's the no, video game thing is, is super interesting to me though because they even have to recognize the numbers, the industry, the passion behind all of it, how much people like it. But then they play them or they have some exposure to them. And they're like. God, this is so terrible and boring. I just don't get it. And it's like, don't you think maybe you should try to understand it when it's got like it's got the whole fucking world by the balls? Video games, like you might want to want to look into it. I don't know. Like, well, a lot of them. Yeah. If if Matt Walsh actually did his fucking homework, uh, the violent video games that he no doubts wants to reference are actually rated eighteen. So if he wants to have a go, anyone try having a go at the fucking parents that allow their children to buy the games and play them because that's where it starts and ends. But then he, he criticizes the man children who are addicted to games and defend them by, he was saying something about like, it's I our like sacred... go against Henry Cavill then. Well, yeah. He was using the word sacred cow. Like when we, when we defend <laughs> games, it's our sacred cow. We don't like it being criticized. And I'm trying to say like, I'll have an adult conversation with you. I'll give you a list of games. I'll give you a list of anime. And I was telling him Jinro, Ghost in the Shell, Cowboy Bebop, mm. the movie, uh, Porco Rosso. And the series. Thank you. And the series, of course. But I was trying to give him like a movie that he okay. could watch. Okay. And I, I gave, and Akira was the fifth one. And I said, watch those mm -hmm. five movies. And if you don't like at least three of them. Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue. Well, that has boobs in it and violence. But so does oh, Ghost no. in the Shell and it's awesome. But it but has like, a, but it's got a really good theme. So does Akira. It was, yeah, Perfect Blue is a really mature Mm. movie for adults and kids just won't understand it and kids shouldn't watch it anyway but no. like the argument that this is some kind of immature medium means you don't watch this stuff don't criticize things you don't consume it's very simple and here's a list of things you can watch if you want to i gave him a list of games he could play with his family play rocket league play minecraft with your kids and here's a list of adult games that you could play and it's like he just I, not to pick on him specifically, but people like him will dismiss the entire medium, and I'm, and they're acting like it's a genre. It's a medium. Games are a medium. Comics are a medium. You can't dismiss the whole medium. That like I always make the argument if I I go to a Barnes and Noble and I see the manga section, it's walls of manga, mm -hmm. and then there's some American comics, and there's a reason that manga and games and anime are taking over and connecting with younger generations, and by just dismissing it. 
you're basically forfeiting the culture war because you're not even participating. You're not even bothering to learn why people consume form a black stuff. bill. It's a form yeah, of it's, black it's germane. It's germane to the inspiration for our own comic because what are we? We're East meets West. It's really kind of Euro comics meets Japanese comics. And the re we picked these for a reason. These are billion dollar industries. The manga industry makes over a billion dollars annually. The French industry by itself makes almost a billion dollars, mm. which per cap per capita is pretty good. Uh, relative pretty damn to good population. Yeah, it's it's insane. Meanwhile, Marvel and DC are dying on the vine. I think what's really what it's really coming down to is in America, comics are synonymous with people in spandex, which is fine, but that's a genre. Right. Yeah. There yeah. have been American comic companies that have not done superheroes. We talk all the time about cross gen cross on my gen. channel, right? They did no superheroes. It was like a European slash Japanese comic company stranded in America. And they actually had top 20 sellers for a little while. They did right. They're they actually did pretty well in the early two thousands. Um, and they had top creators like George Perez and such uh, working for them. But it, when you have no frame of reference, you're not going to know that you're not going to know you're not going to know for example that uh Hayao Miyazaki and Mobius had a joint exhibition at the Louvre in fucking Paris <laughs> right like these are considered adult forms of entertainment everywhere in the world except here basically yep. because they're called part comics. of the problem is video games as a category is viewed similarly to um maybe like jungle gyms where it's like not at all for adults and it's like no you need to view it the same way as movies it's the exact it's the so broad like i don't well, even know that they the know. industry's three times bigger than hollywood yeah, they're bet like they're better than movies I yeah mean, that attitude was what led to the comics crash in the 50s they, they were saying that yep. comics led to juvenile delinquency and all that stuff and then it happened again in the 90s with the church mom saying mortal Kombat's bad and jack thompson was talking oh, about gta 4 being not for kids obviously but that doesn't mean we have to throw out all comics and i don't remember what the exact there was um there was a book i was reading about they were not censoring from the newsstands but they were making it really hard for newsstands to sell comics so they had to come out with the comics code or something yeah yeah and, and they've ruined the medium in america for decades mm-hmm yeah, and then it, it took until Stan Lee refused to. He was doing yep. like an anti. He was doing an anti-drug issue actually of Spider-Man, and because just because it referenced drugs, even though it was an anti-drug comic, um, he couldn't print it with the comics code. And so Stan Lee was like, "Well, fuck it. I just won't. I just won't. I'll print it without the fucking comics code authority seal of approval." Yeah. And that opened the floodgates and whatever. Isn't it weird and how so, something? Uh, and you're right. <clears throat> that's uh, the history of comics by the way the history special comic that, that came out in the early 2000s one of the best comic book documentaries ever and you'll hear stan lee talk about his origin of the x-men which is i just you know need, didn't want to do origins anymore uh but uh, i was, I was gonna say this exact point that Abe just said by the way it is just more satanic panic fucking bullshit it, it is it's all satanic uh but um isn't it weird here on youtube like even when you're calling out say uh predators right you you get nicked for calling them out yeah, on, on this platform now, uh, regular or con artists, or or con artists. You know, nobody specific in mind. <laughs> just as an aside, with no relation to what I just said, oh, and I just it, saw a big why... truck of Bud Light get thrown into the into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's got no relation. Are you to sure it identified as a truck, though? Are you sure? Hey, uh, oh, alcohol, alcohol, is demonic too. Touché. Alcohol is demonic too. 
So you shouldn't piss into the ocean. <laughs> you shouldn't. That is terrible. You're great point, Mahler. Okay, I got. Well, they should put weird. that fucking thing in then that when you do it goes blue. I need to step out for a moment. Mm -hmm. Not to go piss in the ocean, but it might be. Well, I'm nowhere near the ocean. Yeah, now. you go off to buy some Bud Light. I'm off to go buy some Bud Light. I'll be back in <laughs> five or ten minutes. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, let's go through some supers then. Uh, but uh, we good, good conversation. Uh, Altraz uh, with a five dollar says, "Hail the real BBC." Recently back the Indiegogo of Death Shroud, a cool-looking comic inspired by Venom, Spawn, and Diablo. You should check it out. Uh, you should check out uh, our friend Razorfist Ghost of the Badlands, which is the pinned link uh, at the top. So go check that out. And then, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, got about $2,500 in the stream. Nice. Just had a quick little check. <clears throat> Chuxenhausen with uh, two uh, $20 super chats. Thank you. Says, uh, Dear Razorfist, I loved your rebuttal videos for Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby a bunch. And I must say, there's a small channel you should take a glimpse at called Purple Sky 11, who's done hours of videos on a famous wrestler that can't be named. Oh, Chris Benoit. Okay. Uh, uh, and gave legit facts that were surprising about the rabid wolf. Yeah, Chris Benoit, rabid wolverine. One fact was he was full of urine when he died, which is odd since when you hang all your fluids get released. Weird. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever that Chris Benoit did what he did. Uh, yeah. I, but I but like when, when they autopsied his... his uh, when they There's, looked at his brain, his brain was like an 80-year-old Alzheimer's patient. It was fucked. Not only that, but it, it <clears throat> you didn't really have much in their system when they died because he killed them over the course of several days. Yeah, a couple of days. But yeah. I think alcohol played a factor in it. There were open alcohol containers all over the home and shit. I think they had been drinking and gotten a fucking art there had been a domestic abuse thing like she had left for a while yeah, was yeah. divorce i mean there was a whole thing he threw her into a wall at one point it was a thing so i kind of i i've never there's been that conspiracy theory for years that it was um kevin sullivan <laughs> showed up out of nowhere <laughs> the wrestler kevin up. sullivan showed up gonna, and fucking murdered him. all the carrots if he did, he should be working for the same agency as fucking Agent 47 in the Hitman <laughs> series. If I can, he should work be working for MI6 or something. Because he uh, covered it, his track well. It was a tragic thing. And, and and there's lots of elements to that. He never recovered from the death of Eddie Guerrero. Uh, you know, he, he was, you know, he was. I don't think I had anything to do with Royd Rage per se, but, you know, his usage of, of uh, Royds was insane alcohol as mentioned the brain damage the cte uh that that he had it was all playing it was all playing into each other and um yeah there was there was there was multiple domestic uh abuse yeah i'm almost certain she probably told him that she wanted a divorce and that was the inciting of it i'm almost certain because she was kind of there were bags packed and she had almost left before and mm. i'm almost certain that's what kicked it off but again it's all speculation it's just a terrible situation regardless. yeah 
Yeah, it's just a horrible, horrible thing that happened because he was a fucking amazing wrestler. Yeah. Um, Full Metal Vash has been a bard for two years. Thank you. Marksman at 117B with a couple of uh, Super Chats for $7 says, first of all, Hail Razor Fist. Can't wait for your book. Godspeed. And then he says, I recommend the Spanish animated film Unicorn Wars. Teddy bears lead a genocidal holy war to wipe out unicorns and return to paradise. I like it already. Yeah, I like I've heard it. they recommended on so many different streams. I know. It is, yeah, I think I think by marksman on everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott McKenzie's been a bard for eight months. Irish Not Sane's been a witcher for twelve months for a year. Thank you. Jens Anderson of the Turai with a twenty Swedish says, "I wanted to send a super chat." Good news is you just did. <laughs> Max Relax has been a sorcerer for 23 months. Says, hey, Laz, I heard rumors you might be covering Eurovision. Please make it so. This Saturday, I will be doing a live Eurovision song contest stream. I might be breaking my alcohol valve for it. I don't know yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, they, are, uh, they are an opportunity just to get shit-faced and have a laugh. <laughs> Gary's Wizard's Beard has been a bard for two months and 25 might maybe with a five dollar says as Mauler 300 plus hour stream for Tears of the Kingdom when cheers lads is the kingdom oh Zelda that's the Zelda um I saw a I'm great not... little uh great little I keep thing. forgetting that's what it's called it's not a bad title, but I keep forgetting that's the title of it. Yeah, I did. I had to quickly just copy and paste it in to, to like, tears the oh yes, there's this old one. I saw yeah. a great little uh, spoof article saying um latest latest Zelda game uh not looking good from a critical standpoint, as eleven year old boy calls it pretty gay. <laughs> and no, I think it's it it more than IGN. To be honest, yeah, yeah, it's like I'll take that. I'll take that. Rick. Yeah, uh, uh, you remember when Mass Effect Three came out and they were they gave it like a ten out of ten? That fucking turd. And on the page that had the review, if you scroll past the top of the page, it was a full like this unfurled mass effect 3 animated ad came out and on the margins was all a mass effect 3 thing on the bottom of the page was enter the mass effect 3 contest wow <laughs> i'm sure it's just a IGN coincidence dude. i'm sure it's just a coincidence mind you didn't they <laughs> i think i saw that they've just put out an article saying why does ign do so many seven out of tens i'm just like fuck off fuck you mean Right. Um, Mark's one one seven. Remember when? Um, oh fuck, my brain's going dead. What's he called? Damien. When Damien didn't review fucking uh, Resident Evil two and fucked up in his review because it's just like, yeah, Claire's playthrough is just the same as Leon's. All oh, right, yeah. And then people like, no one, isn't. no one isn't puzzled to different. No one isn't. Things are in different places. And then he had to admit that. He didn't actually do the Claire playthrough. And so they gave it an extra point. But that's not how it works. It's <laughs> not how reviews work. You don't just go, yeah, we didn't review. We didn't do that bit, so we'll just give it an extra point. Holy there are some shit. reviews where they uh I think the developers caught 
some reviewers it's like we saw your achievement list we saw that you only played for two hours mm. and you gave us a full review i don't remember what the games were which oh, i, I could understand if you have i could understand if you have multiple accounts right like i'm primarily a pc gamer but mm -hmm. i'll play the 360 version for a few hours to see if there's any difference Okay, like you know what I mean, but yeah, but we all know that's this is not the, not the situation with these fucking I, I people. Saw, dude. No, we saw the Cuphead tutorial videos. Oh, right. oh, that was. Remember the Doom Takahashi Doom one? Was it Doom Eternal? Yes, I can't remember. Doom, was... Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, you know and... how can you be allowed to review games when you don't even know how to? Play Did you see them? the G four? Oh, whoopsies. They don't even review them. Well, they hire anyway. what some random guy in Indonesia to review it, and then they kind of voice over it with some guy from San Francisco. Well, like, that, I was the, the Doom one was ripped, wasn't it? It's was ripped from another guy's channel. Wasn't it the person who played it, the person who recorded it, the person who wrote the script, the person who reads the script? Are all they've never met each other? Mm. Oh, but you mean the plagiarist guy that was? Um, I don't remember what channel that was. There was a guy that was ripping someone, some it's other Polygon, YouTubers. wasn't it? Is, poly, is it Polygon? Yeah. I think it's Polygon. Yeah, they just, they outsource all their reviews and who knows. No, I think it was IGN, actually. They they had some guy who was ripping a YouTuber's uh, stuff off, word wow. for word almost. Yes, yeah. Jesus Christ. Was it IGN? Oh, it's IGN. It's IGN, okay. And then he now went off to do his is... own channel. Yeah. <laughs> The same IGN who I remember back in the day for PS2 gave God Hand a three out of ten, if I remember. Do you remember that from way back when PS2? Uh, it was like, um, did you guys play God Hand? No. no. Oh my god! It was right after Resident Evil Four first came out, and um, oh, I forget the Good guy's days. name. They were doing a bunch of sort of experimental games, and God Hand is Resident Evil Four with only melee combat. So uh -huh. if you enjoyed shooting guys in the like knee and then suplexing mm. them, it's a whole game of that. God that around amazing. the same time, that was Capcom, right? And that was a, was that around the same time they did that game for GameCube that I played? It was the weirdest, most vapid but strangely addictive game. Product number three. Yes, was like this that same was kind of idea. Around that time, that, there was that the was Capcom in that same five. wave of games. Yes, they were doing a bunch of experimental stuff. This was right before they went and became Clover, if I remember, which turned into Platinum. Um, so they were making a bunch of really experimental games that kind of didn't have good production quality. So God Hand looks like ass, but it plays. It's so much fun. And Okami was around the same time. It was part of that same project. <clears throat> but yeah, before they became Platinum and did Bayonetta, Vanquish and all that stuff. Uh, they were experimenting still at Capcom, and then they all left. This was the same time when um, Mighty Number no. Nine, no, before Mighty Number no. Nine became a thing, and crowdfunding and all that stuff. But um, yeah, IGN gave a really good, fun game a three out of ten, and they never uh, got over that. Yeah, IGN, bless them. Um, <clears throat> Magnum Norse with a ten dollar. The gayer Dan Vask gets, the most subs he gets. Which Bon Jovi song is Gary going to sing? Uh, that's uh. a secret. That's a secret. Uh, Grimnak, but we've, all, we've got it all worked out. Grimnak has been a bar for 10 months. Travis's world's been a sorcerer. Just joined as a sorcerer. Thank you. Just bumping off has been a sorcerer for three months. It says, why was it Gary's fault you were late? It wasn't. It was Mauler's. What? Racism. 
Uh, Grimdak with a five dollars says, "Have any of you gentlemen played Stardew Valley?" No, I'm heterosexual. Uh, right. So what? what I like Stardew opinion? Valley. <laughs> exactly. How dare you add? Exactly. Uh... Proof. 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 Proven. All right. Well, no, it's it's actually a really good family game. That's one of the things I would have recommended for the Matt Walsh types, where you could play for hundred like a hundred hours and pass the controller between everybody, and it's really oh. fun. Like if you like um, Harvest Moon and that sort of yeah, thing. I was gonna say Harvest Moon is a great family game for just yeah. anybody. Uh, my could... dude, my I, I've had girlfriends weigh into Harvest Moon. You know what I mean? Like the, your girl get into Harvest Moon or Animal Crossing or whatever. That's fine. Fuck. Give her that. So she can go. She could go do it in a fucking corner somewhere, and I'll yeah. go off and play Resident Evil Four. Well, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I play all kinds of games, and I can endorse Stardew Valley as a gamer. I can assure you, it's fun if you can uh, look past slightly woke stuff. If you can ignore that, it's a very addictive and fun no. game. Isn't that just the localization, though? I, I think it was made by one person here in the states. Oh, Stardew never mind. Valley. Never mind. No, but uh, yeah, I, I would say like it's a great Switch game. Like you just play casually, relax. Um, but I can also kick anyone's ass in Street Fighter, so don't test my uh, gamer cred. For I don't think you both. could beat DSP right. at Street Fighter. I'll take uh, that challenge. He came. He uh, came fourth at Evo back in two thousand and okay. I can't. I can't beat That's him. where I met him. Actually, I was at that yeah, tournament. I, know, I, no I started out doing Street Fighter tournaments uh, nice. back in the day. Are you uh, playing six? The... What's up? You're gonna play six? No. I hate it. Uh, yeah. I hate what it looks like. Uh, <laughs> five and six. It, it, Street Fighter shook me off when it got so slow. Uh, and the games are still kind of slow ever since um, Third Strike-ish era. You know, I, I, I like the really fast but still tactical games like uh, Alpha 3 and stuff like that. Like I, they, They've just been... Street Fighter 4 especially. Like All the characters move like they're fucking covered in molasses and shit. I just don't, I, slow, don't care for it. So DSPB, yeah. Okay, got it. Uh, H is for Heretic, became a member at the Bard level. Thank you. And Flying Piranha's been a Bard for 14 months. Mystic Puma for two pounds says, well done, Richard Dreyfus Says what he sees. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus uh, said that the, the new inclusion and diversity policy that's been brought in for the Oscars makes him vomit. Uh, to quote, uh, which is uh, perfect. Uh, based uh, Richard Dreyfus. He, but he said the right, you know, it's gone on about, you know, you can't put a, you can't put restrictions on art. So uh, I, I get it. I totally get it. Uh, Ministry of Wrong Think with the $10 says, you guys see any of Andrew Legal Mindset's videos on Disney's billionaire, billions in bonds issue? Uh, no. No. <clears throat> no, I've heard little <laughs> rumblings of it that there's kind of a, a uh, fucked up situation about to happen with the bonds, but I haven't looked into it. Uh, Garrett Hayden with a twenty dollars says EFAP was talking about writing alien languages last week, so I wanted to pose a question: When writing a comic book, is there a precedent for having a language in one speech bubble and translation in another, or is it clunky? No, you put the you you literally put. Like parentheses or something, and yeah, then the what actually, yeah, and then unless you put something, what, what people can read. <laughs> I I would say the exception is unless it's something where you can kind of infer what they're saying, anyways. Then yeah. you could use the normal language, right? If it's just 
high or it or they're counting down uh there's a little bit of navajo actually in our comic uh incidentally because the uh, comic takes place in northern arizona um so that's navajo reservation territory but you can infer what they're saying based on the context without needing it explained right um but if you're gonna have extended dialogue sequences yeah use those little what are those fucking sharp brackets yeah whatever the fuck those are yeah those things the greater than and the less than you know yes and then you have the note at the bottom of the page translation translation. yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's all you need to do yes uh flying piranha with a five dollar says i was watching the new efap then you guys went live so here i am i'll get through the nine hours after this mauler good Uh, luck good luck john thomas with a five dollar says so apparently you see riverside as a professor studying mermaids dedicated to preventing their extinction by them with immediate effect. Inokmamon, abuser of Steam Labs with a $5, says, I showed my dad a few of Razor Fist's videos. Razor Fist has a new fan. Oh, wow. I thought he was going to like cuss me out. I thought that was going somewhere completely nah. different. <laughs> Inokmamon's cool. I he still go support- back and watch the film The Archives all the way through once every yeah. I have so like good. you know I have like do you know, I, I have like three of those written and I just haven't recorded them just haven't done it yet that's just pure enjoyment for me and I, Razor Fist Cinema in general in fact that's how I discovered your channel way back in the day I watched your Cobra review and then I just started good binging luck. like crazy we're talking years ago yeah. and um, just your essays man are so well researched and like you're, it's clear you're a huge fan of this stuff yeah, there's no real like film noir series on YouTube. And when they are, you get that revisionist bullshit where they're like, oh, you know, this movie from 1939, they were actually making a point about transsexuals. Yeah. 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 Half of the cast are gay. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. They were not thinking about this. Fuck. They were thinking, I'm going to go home and drink a beer and beat my wife. That's what they yeah. were thinking, you stupid fuck. It was or like when get over I yourself. saw a tweet today. Uh, from some fucking retarded Star Trek person who who said who, who did the old Star Trek's always been political, oh and he and God. he and he put the uh, he was like putting images of different episodes, and then he was putting what theme he believed, which was all fucking horseshit anyway. And then he the you know the episode of TNG um, where uh, Riker is actually attracted to the non the non binary race, and he, and he goes with that, and they put. They put uh, gender. They put gender identity, and I'm like, no! <laughs> that episode is about homosexuality. You fucking idiot! But it's not only show, that, it but just... it, it's about taboo. At the, it's not even really technically about that. They're making a broader point about societal taboo. It's the yeah, same yeah. thing as the DS9 episode where Dax kisses the chick. Dax it's kisses the, same the chick. Idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could, it could just as easily be about religious conversion as anything else, and the. The writers back in the day said that, but now they get more woke points if they yeah. claim that, oh, yeah, we were thinking about these issues all the way back. Dude, you want to think Gene Roddenberry is fucking woke? Look up, <laughs> yeah. the, character of, look no. up the character of Janice Rand. He oh. named her after mm. Ayn Rand, who he would happily tongue the asshole of. He named a fucking space station Rand Station, and all the people living there Randites or some shit like that. Like, the dude was fucking, he worshipped objectivism. 
Go watch Have Gun, Will Travel. Like Gene Roddenberry didn't just materialize from thin air to fucking write Star Trek. He wrote Westerns. He wrote yeah, yeah, Westerns yeah. that dealt with the, the perils of gun control and fucking the evils of large government and shit. Like, oh, come on, dude. You got to actually look into Gene Roddenberry. This was not a... Uh, I think he was left of center politically in a lot of ways, but this Star Trek is communist shit is total. Yeah, nonsense. well, apparently the drumhead's about fascism now. So uh, right, that, that's, well, it's yeah. not unlike when there was a trend of H.P. Lovecraft conversions when it became Creative Commons or something, and they they would do huge essays about how great his stuff is, but also now we have to take a five minute break to explain why he was racist. And now let's get back to the product I'm pushing. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. 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 Now do Karl Marx, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. <laughs> oh, Jack, it's uh, really inclusive. Karl's Marx. Katrina VR with a two dollars says, "How much less did it do compared to No Way Home?" Oh, uh, oh, uh, Guardians? Guardians. A lot. Uh, I'll tell you. Hang on. Uh, no, this no is way. Gonna about, about 110 Opening million. Nah, about, about 70 80 million, 253 million. So 253 minus 118, Ooh. 135 million behind Oopsies. No Way Home. And Oopsies. No Way Home was during COVID. What, yeah, it was COVID. COVID was keeping everybody away from the movie theaters, it wasn't shitty movies. It was COVID. I think we just found the racist in the group. Sorry, George. You, you got to go. <laughs> well, I, I've openly admitted Greeks are supreme. Albaster <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scarf, Albaster Scarf, Euros with a awesome. $10 says, Heal, don't forget to tell Razor about Amazon's. <laughs> Tinder source, not Tinder source. Tinder source <laughs> detail. I'm I'm sure he'll be he'll be fine without knowing that. Uh Robert McDonald with a hundred dollars says missed live Sunday fun day. So here's a bit more for Az's estate sales binder. Thank you, my friend. Also, how come Hollywood publishes entertainers and musicians? Uh how, how come Hollywood publishers, entertainers, and musicians aren't doing anything to smack down AI? They must know that whichever company developed the AI will own all its IP and money. Well, they, they kind of are, but it's just through putting stupid signs out at the moment. While the actual companies are looking to get that said AI to replace the people who are making the signs complaining about the AI. Right. I'm looking forward I, uh... to the first AI comics at some point. I, I think we've already seen them. We just don't realize it yet. To be <laughs> yeah. honest, there's so much sameness in, in especially a Western comics. Man, they eat a page of hitting people. They sit down and talk about their feelings eating again. The end. Marvel. That's sorry. That's just Marvel. <laughs> I am working with a seven. Like a Bendis comic, actually. Oh fuck! I... <laughs> God, when DC had that fucking campaign, Bendis <laughs> is coming. This is coming. It's like, oh, okay. I'm one not to buy. Uh, that kind of reminds me of the uh, back in the day, John Romero's going to make you his bitch. Fucking wow. Yes. Remember that? Oh. That worked out. 
Well, when I read a Bendis Superman comic, I thought, uh, no, he shot his wad. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing more DC than taking Dan Jurgens off of a very Ugh. good Superman book that was selling and bringing in Bendis to kill the fucking sale. Kill it. Made kill it. Day kill it. You're fucking dead. It's just so DC. It's so weird because Bendis has written some of the best comics I've ever read and some yes. of the worst. It's yeah. un there is no in between with that man. He's done Torso, which is an incredible crime comic. Daredevil, his Daredevil runs fantastic. Yep. And then pretty much I'm not a big fan of New Avengers. It's readable, but mm -hmm. like he it seems like once he started to jump from the street to capes, he couldn't make the fucking transition. Yep. He couldn't do it it just wasn't for him like uh oh. I, and i well you know he'd worked on ultimate spider-man for a long time and you know that was right. fine uh yeah. but like that's the, a lot of that bled into new avengers and that's that's where things got i liked it at first and then it just it ended up with marvel now that's where it just set up everything for marvel now but you, was, you just i mean from a dc guy you just put it perfectly because jurgen's got me back into superman yeah, got me loving superman so again good. And then Bendis just killed that fucking Stone Cold dead. Within the first issue, the first fucking issue, you're like, oh, give me. You know, people, that, that, that's the dumbest thing is nihilists can't write fucking Superman. No, they can't. You, you have to have some idea of what a hero is. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what did that say? Right. He said, uh, have you seen the other Guardians films? They they all have songs which come virtually every scene. No, they don't. No, they don't. This one was obnoxiously full of songs. Uh, I, I will. Okay, so I've watched. I don't know if Mahler did, but I did watch one and two uh, before I did my review. Um, two is a lot like three. Two is a lot like three. There's a lot of problems with two. So oh, there's problems with another two. Hot take. I love one. I think two is pretty good. And then three is terrible. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think one's are pretty good. good. I think two's okay. It's fine. And I think three's mid as fuck. But I, I only I would only have Guardians 1, 2, 3 as a 7, 6, and a 5. But one I did rewatch them as well. Because the humor doesn't take over. That was the early Marvel humor that was brought in with, with Weed and Speak, uh, which I will argue, some may not agree, but James Gunn can at least pull it off. Uh, but it, it, he, he had written comedy before it works. Yeah, it, it works. He had written some trauma movies and shit that were meant to be Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote for Lemmy, right? He'll have points with me forever for that. But yeah. Yep. Uh, so, but one's way better than the, the next two. <laughs> you're right. Right. We're going to smash through yeah. a few more supers and then we're going to have a quick, uh, replug of, uh, razor fist. And then we've got to get out of Dodge before. So we've got about 15 minutes to do all that. So let me just Is that a Western metaphor? Yeah, that's a little bit of a Western metaphor. I thought I'd keep it in theme. I thought I'd keep it in theme. You <laughs> hey, know? We're, we're trying to help out this little YouTuber named the Critical Drinker, right? Yeah. We don't want to. Because Az wants to watch the live stream. And I'm going to watch it too. I'm going to watch it too. He's interviewing uh, some wrestler, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's badass. Mm. That was nice. I just hey. want to go to bed and have a wank. But uh, sure. What? No. Wait. Are you okay? Is it a wank and go to bed? Or Not in that order. Wanking. No, I I go. To, I fall asleep and then I have a sleep wank. <laughs> you it's really sleep wank. In the UK. I sleep wank. Some people sleep. Some people snore. Some people sleepwalk. I sleep wank. <laughs> okay. 
Which could get really embarrassing if you have relatives over. And just... <laughs> what am I doing? You were sleep wanking again. Oh, that's what it was. It was sleep wanking. <laughs> if I've Shit. told you once, I've told you a thousand times. If you, if you see a beating taking place, yeah, just lock the door. That's why the lock is on the outside of the door. Just, <laughs> uh, just lock that when I go into sleep, and then we'll do it in the morning. <laughs> Uh, Nolly with a twenty dollars says. So as I went to check who Grace Randolph was, and saw that Meg to the trench is coming out, and judging by the trailer, there's giant sharks, giant squid, dinosaurs, and Jason Statham. It's retarded, and I love it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the Meg. I need to see that. The people who make the Meg movies are like you guys. Just want to see the dumb shit in like Sharknado, but with a higher budget, right? You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I caught that on TV a while back and was like, what is this and why am I still watching it? <laughs> <laughs> Statham, I love, I could watch anything Statham's in. I really could. Even yeah. that, uh, even that Shaman video for the song where he's just dancing in a fucking leopard skin thong to move every mountain lubed up from head to toe in Vaseline. Oh, that's probably because you're gay, but. Were you sleepwalking? Yeah, were you sleepwalking during that one, or are you wake waking? <laughs> he he used to be a, a British Olymp. I don't think I don't know if he got into the Olympics. But he was a, he was a British diver, dude. He's great in Crank. Crank, I love that. Oh, fucking Crank movie. is it's ridiculous, and I love yeah. it. And well, the Crank second one, that's well, right? absolutely yeah. obscene. It's just it's a, absurd. absurd. It's totally absurd, and I love it. But uh, yeah, it's been a while since he and Guy Ritchie have worked together as well, right? Because I was just thinking he, they used to, they did a few things together. Maybe they got into a fight over Madonna. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Guy Ritchie said, "I want to marry her," and Jason said, "Then she's a fucking dog." Yeah. <laughs> Guy Ritchie's gotten better since he broke since they broke up. That's for oh, sure. Oh, he has. The yeah. gentleman, well, you fucking the gentleman is amazing. I like amazing the gentleman, but film. I don't think Aladdin was <laughs> one of the best. Can you believe he made that? That's like what? Well, Guy well, Ritchie. Wait, wait. Guy Ritchie did Aladdin. He did, yeah. No, <laughs> this is, this no. Is that shit like locked and two smoking carpets. Oh wow! Yeah. It's kind of like when you hear Ridley Scott's filmography and you're like, oh man, Blade <laughs> yeah. Runner, Alien, Kingdom of Heaven, fucking oh yeah, this is gri fucking GI Jane. What the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck. I thought, is he going to go to Robin Hood here? Is he going to go Robin Hood? I think he's just going to oh, say Prometheus. No. Oh, Prometheus. Oh, my don't even, don't, don't get me started. Count that stuff. That's, that's senile. That stuff. His, his brother died. Okay. He just hasn't been right since then. Well, he did. He's, he's made good movies since then. The Martian was pretty good, right? Yeah. But yeah. like, where he'll, he'll do one really good movie and he'll do two complete pieces of shit. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. Yep. None. Uh, Magna Norse with the $20 says, All I want. Is Hayley Atwell's jubblies? Well, join the fucking queue, mate. <laughs> uh, the grizzly with a fish. She's so fucking fine. She's so fine. Uh, the grizzly with the fifty dollars is half the reason I don't watch movies anymore. Is that they're all three and a half hours long, while most movies can't justify being over two hours and twenty minutes. True. I don't know what is up with studios being unable to just allow movies to have good pacing. Dude, C2 is 93 minutes. That's it. Oh it's just God. carnage. Uh, there's no lines until the end. Yeah. That's all you need. We're, 
we were talking about film noir earlier. People think that's like a big pretentious movie nerd genre. Oh yeah. Those are all like three and four hours long. No, they're B they're B movies. They're crime movies. Yeah. They're like an hour, 15 yeah. minutes. Sometimes they're, they fucking move. They're awesome. Uh, I wish we would go back to movies like that. And Hey, Hollywood, if your movies were shorter, you could pack more people into the fucking theater. Right. And I, I, I know. I, look, I am I am a massive Raymond Chandler fan. Have been all my life. Nice. The Philip Marlowe novels. I could I could just read them all day, fucking every day. Uh, it was just it opened a whole new world to me when I when I picked the first one I picked up was the uh, Farewell, My Lovely. Nice. And uh, and it was just just like fuck. I, I need to devour as much of this as I possibly can. And even uh, Robert B. Uh, whatever I've forgotten sorry robert he's dead now he don't you don't care he's dead um <laughs> when when he when he picked up and he finished poodle springs as well and he did it so chandler-esque uh it, it was just it was robert b parker that's it, it was robert b parker um it was just yeah but fucking yeah raymond chandler and, and the philip mano fuck, fuck. yeah all day every day mate uh, he only wrote a few movies he wrote double indemnity which is also a short movie it's like an mm -hmm. hour and 30 minutes and he wrote um, The Blue Dahlia, which is actually the movie that the Black Dahlia murder is named after. Mm. Uh, which that movie's really good. It's a good film noir with Veronica Lake in it, who he hated. He called her Moronica Lake. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Raymond wow. Hated her fucking guts. Yeah. Fuck, man. Good boy. Uh, she, was she was. I know. Really oh, scorching. Jesus really, Christ. Really hot. Oh, man. Uh, no Zaku boy with a fifty dollars says, "Who sees into the hearts of men and the undergarments of women?" Peeping Tom. Tom is baited into battle with a master of prolonged combat, and Tom survive being pushed past thirty-eight seconds by the savage beatings of a pain stroke. Oh my god! I hope so. It's painful though. Uh, oh fuck. Um, the Grizzly with a $100 says superhero comics and thank you are the first comics I got but I didn't stick uh, they didn't stick to me until I started reading EC horror comics like Creepshow which they brought back if comic books and movies are going to stick around in the public's consciousness they need to look at BDs or BDS yeah, the format of BD, for those who don't know, you know, people who are given like Eric July shit on his issues being oh. what, what are the isoms like 60 something pages or something? 90, and it's gonna, 96 90, pages of the Okay, it's almost 100 pages yeah. and coming out at regular intervals, but after several months. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's the Bon Dessinée format. That's what they yep. do in France. It's like almost a billion dollar industry. It's working out just fine. And that's what Dude, the American format wanted to you, get yeah. to for the longest time. But it used to be that, Gary. It yeah. used to be that. You would get your winter, spring, summer, fall okay. comic. That's when they would come out. Not Well, for us, we got them every month. We got them in a... And it, but that's what the trade no, I'm talking early, is. early, early doors. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and yeah. And dude, right. Stan Lee, I've mentioned this before, but Stan Lee recognized that this was where American comics needed to go all the way back in the 70s. Yeah. Mm. Right when he was right when he was phasing out of a leadership role at Marvel, one of his last parting shots was he launched uh, he got them to launch Epic, 
Epic Illustrated and shit. Because he was he he picked up an issue of Heavy Metal magazine, which is a Bond Destiny, by the way, for those yes. who don't know. Yes. Um, and he was like, Well, fuck, this comes out every so often. It's kind of in this high gloss, it's beautiful art, but it comes out kind of when it's ready. It's like this is clearly where American comics need to go. This monthly shit is gonna go away. Nobody fucking listened to him. He was completely right. They didn't really fund or properly promote the epic stuff. It kind of went away by the time the 90s came around. And they must be kicking themselves now for not doing mm-hmm. more with it. Because that honestly was the future of the industry. And that's where they should have gone. And that's where manga came in and just stole yep. it from there. That was before manga had really started to wash into America. And they had no idea what was about to show up. Nope. There was a time where Kevin Eastman had bought, I think, the rights to publish heavy metal here in the States. He took a yep. huge risk, but I guess it didn't pay off. I don't know when in the 90s that happened. But he in the 90s, when he took over, it kind of took a different direction. Uh, the, the comic did. It stopped featuring as many European artists. And it kind of got. I don't know, low rent. It almost got like pornish a little bit. Whereas there were titties in the early heavy metal stuff, but it was like, there's titties in every European comic. They're they're European, okay? You can't, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't fucking explain this. Just like it, it just is what it is. But it wasn't about the titties. They were just kind of ancillary. They were there. It kind of got low rentish in the 90s under Kevin Eastman. Not completely his fault, but just the pool yeah. of creators wasn't as good, I think was the problem. I, I, I lost interest in it right around then yeah and then grant uh, morrison took it over and fucking forget it yeah. <laughs> a big fan of comic book fans grant morrison called every thinks all of them are mouth breathers yeah, yeah. good guy yeah kind of which i guess if you would base your entire career off ripping off alan moore i suppose that's right that your frame of reference yep and now scott snyder is trying to do a grant morrison and oh god Maybe if he drops a lot of acid and becomes non-binary. No, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like it's, it's it is. It's just like if you're a ultra sort of safe normie decided to try and emulate a fucking completely sparked out LSD, and you get Scott right. Snyder's current stuff. It's yeah. it's like Bon Jovi telling Black Sabbath to get an edge. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and fuck Bon Jovi. Uh, Ian okay. Soforth gifted ten memberships to the stream. Ian, thank you so much indeed, dude. Uh, just trying to grab a couple more. Uh, let's just grab. Let's just grab. Uh, Luis Kevas Sevac. I'm so fucking sorry. Uh, for a $20, his man dies from lead poisoning. Lead was delivered uh, via his Glock. Jason Gallagher, those are words I, I've heard him say. Oh, okay. Uh, Sal Ron with a $20, his Kelly Art Jones still rocks. And yes, it in well does. And we'll grab one more. Ferret on the rocks for $5, says, I met Jason Statham. On the set of The Mechanic. I liked The Mechanic. I enjoyed it. Uh, Not as good as the Bronson movie, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Much nicer than Aaron Eckhart did Bronson get a sequel, though, The Mechanic 2. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Uh, Much nicer than Aaron Eckhart, who I met on the set of Battle LA. I I don't know. Oh, that's weird. I always thought Aaron Eckhart would be a sound... 
sound guy. Yeah, he seems like a chill dude. Yeah. Before he gets too fucking old, they need to make a Silent Hill 2 movie and he needs to play James. Oh, Jason mm. uh, Garth, uh, said it right around the time he was making The Boys. Okay, so it was a while ago. Maybe he's, uh, maybe he's changed now, but uh, yeah. Doesn't like superheroes. Doesn't like superheroes. I, I don't blame him, man. When when you were in Dark Knight, and that's basically defined your entire career <laughs> after that point. Well, I mean, then, didn't he do Battlefield like after Dark Knight? And it was just like, oh. Oh I, man! I thought and, you know, and fucking I thought I that movie was okay. And, oh, dude, I Frankenstein! Yeah, I did a run of terrible films after that. Aaron uh, right, chat. The the pinned link at the top of the stream is this uh, offering, this new offering on Indiegogo by Razor Fist and George Ghost of the Badlands. It's up to twenty five, two hundred twenty five, not twenty. <laughs> I took 200,000 away for craft services. 225 and a half thousand dollars at the moment with 13 days left, 3,651 back. That's fucking amazing, dude. Nice. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, so, Grace Fist or George, either either, which could be nice and succinct. Uh, give us the spiel, talk him into the theater. <laughs> well it's simple if you like the old elemental westerns of like clint eastwood and shit like high plains drifter or pale rider or whatever and you ever mm. said to yourself kind of what what would it be like if you had this kind of corrupt old west town but then someone who was completely dedicated to the eradication, not just of all crime, not just of all banditry but of all fucking evil an old west heathen slayer beholden to the religion of the old testament like what would happen if you had essentially solomon cain the shadow sort of thing in the old west with a generous slathering of real old west history and a chapter of old west history that a lot of people have never heard of uh from canyon diablo in the 1890s the deadliest town in the old west by some historians uh estimations uh so railroad boom town crazy fucking shit and uh it, it's it's basically like dark avenger in the old west sort of idea that's that's the idea love it to so go check it out now top link indiegogo please check it out support the iron age Support people who are creating new content instead of uh, the fucking corporations that are killing the old stuff, please. And I also recommend looking at the updates. Uh, Razor's been writing cool updates, giving lore and backstory, and I'm also uh, colorizing the pages. I'm going to be mm -hmm. colorizing all the preview pages before the end of the campaign in 13 days, just so you guys can get a taste of what the deluxe edition will look like. Awesome. Cool. Hail the Iron Age. So I was just, a, I was just marrying people getting shot the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to do that. Always good to do that. Oh, see you later, bitch. <laughs> yeah, we... He he greatly expanded that opening action sequence, which I love. I think it, it really, really works. It deserved it. I mean, the way it was written and the deluxe edition will have the script in the back so you can see how different artists might have interpreted the written you know, instructions and the, the scenes. And it's really cool to me to think how different artists would have handled that. But I thought it's such a cool scene. Every scene was so cool. 
that I ended up doubling the page count. Nice. But the nice. the rule is you got to let the script tell you how long it wants to be. Don't don't impose a page limit. Yeah, we're yeah. very much going more of a Marvel method way. I told him right from the beginning, like anything I write on the page here is kind of a suggestion. The artist is ultimately the ultimate. He's the ultimate storyteller. Right. And I come by the way, I should probably mention I started out drawing comics. So this is a role reversal for me. So I very much understand the the writer is kind of an agent in all this, no question. But the artist ultimately is going to decide how that's all depicted on the page. Mm. And, uh, and then we can kind of meet somewhere in the middle once I add the words on the page. Yeah, but you guys will see the script in the deluxe edition, how it was interpreted. Maybe you disagree. Maybe some people will uh, consider it a fun exercise to look at his script and do their own version, maybe. Yeah. There's also going to be uh, sketches and concept stuff that he did and some stuff that I did as well. So you get to see some of my art, some of George's, and uh, get some ideas of how we put this together. We already hit that stretch goal, by the way, 100K for the uh, the fucking color version. Yes. So the hardcover yeah. now is in color. There is a separate tier for a black and white hardcover if you prefer <laughs> this. I personally like the black and white. Yeah. But uh George is known for working in color, so I doubt he is going to half-ass the color version. He is uh, very, very good with it, so no. I'm sure it's going to turn out great. Yeah, it was hard to get the color balances right, um, but I, I'm pleased with the latest updates that we put up. I think I only put that up on Twitter and Instagram, actually, but um, I'm using like color holds on the inks and stuff. I think, uh, I mean, not to talk your guys' ear off, but using uh, black shading uh for grays is a huge no-no for me so i had to go in and like manually change the color of the inks in the background uh but it's worth the effort you guys will see wonderful guys top link it's 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 pinned at the top uh go check it out uh go support uh raise fist george thank you so much for coming on today uh really appreciate that uh anything else you'd like to plug before we go uh, unless well. he has something else to uh, unless he has some other project he wants to talk about i'm oh just i'm uh, all about the ghost of, we're, we're pretty much all about the ghost of the badlands right now so <laughs> we're gonna he's he's about to enter the research phase yes. and he's gonna get a little bit rootin and perhaps with a side of tootin and uh and for a little bit research what it's like to be a cowboy uh, out here in the Arizona desert and uh, might even visit the real Canyon Diablo, which is one of the creepier ghost towns in the old West. And we'll probably post updates and shit on that. Absolutely. I want to get footage of me trying to learn how to ride a horse and failing miserably. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be embarrassing at all. That'll be no. great. No. Uh, in which case then Mola, anything you'd like to plug before we go, sir? You know what? No, it's all good. I'd rather wow. focus on the old ghost of the badlands. That shit looks cool. And uh, well, thank get you. hype, I think. I'm doing my part. <laughs> uh, Gary, you uh, you put a video out during the stream. I, I had what's, that about, what's that about? Well, was I going to hate it, it Gary? Was I going to put it out before the stream or during the stream later on? Like, I had a choice. I made it. I don't regret it. No regrets. Watch my video and then watch Drinker uh, about Guardians of the Galaxy. And I want to make a public promise that anytime one of these two guys wants to see Clarkson's farm, I'm going to see it with you. I'll stop whatever I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I'm hanging out with my kids. I'll stop what I'm doing and watch it with you. You have my commitment. I'll watch it again. Mm -hmm. I know you're mad at me. 
Is it kind of it kind of sounds like an English Yellowstone a little bit sort of uh, no, 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 no 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 it, no it's it's a reality it's literally about a farm that Clarkson owns it's, yeah, it's, oh, like it's a reality show yeah yeah, yeah. it's but a reality show okay it, honestly gotcha. it's the best show I've seen in in like a couple of years just because okay, gotcha. the, amazing it, it points out the I thought it was scripted gotcha. no well, no reality shows. You know, it would probably come in a show like that would probably come in pretty handy for Amazon during a writer's strike. <laughs> and they almost didn't do a second season. They almost okay. they canceled it after season three mm-hmm. because well, uh, mm. it was too good as well. You're fired uh, when your contract runs out in yeah, 2020. And then hopefully things will pass by and we can renew mm. it quietly. Yeah. Uh, in which case, then, uh, Thursday, 6 p.m. on this channel, Hot Toys with George, and I think Robert's joining us this week. We yeah. shall see. We'll see. <laughs> he is. <laughs> you know, it, it, he's meant to, the show was meant to be on his fucking channel last week, and he forgot, so, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please go support Raise the Fist to George. Pinned link in the uh, description at the top, right at the top of this chat. Get to that link. And right now, go over to the Drinkers channel, Critical Drinkers channel, because he's doing an interview with Chris Jericho, uh, wrestling legend, and Fozzy frontman. And yes, I do have Judas on my gym list. Everyone's got fucking Judas on their uh, playlist. So don't worry about that. And thank you very much indeed for watching. Mods, thank you so much indeed for your hard work. Uh, Super chatters, if you didn't get your super chat read out in this stream, don't panic. It means I'll be doing a Super Chat Square Up on Sunday. So we'll be having an afternoon tea with Az this Sunday as well. Until then, you take care, Ron. Bye for now. Bye. Cheers.